What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two-Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, this man is a singer, songwriter, producer, and one of the wickedest bass players around. You know we have in the building today? We have Worm Bass in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? Oi, oi. Blessed loves give thanks and praises for the opportunity to give thanks and praises for life itself. Thank you for having me on the program, you know? Thank you That's so much. Good. Thank you so much for coming to the Entertainment Report podcast today. Yeah, man. It's a pleasure. Definitely. And I know somebody like you, when I was speaking to you earlier, I said you're you're almost like one of the hidden gems, and we're going to really discover the body of work that you've done in this industry here today. You understand? Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. On this podcast, we like to go right from the beginning and then bring it right up to 2022. So my first question for you is this. Where do you grow up in Jamaica and what type of child were you? Well, um, I grew up in a little parish. Well, not such a little parish, but a parish in, in the east called St. Thomas. From this little district called um, Johnstown. You know, um, a typical country boy who tie out goat and cow and have to wake up early in the morning and, you know, put your foot down in at night through and, you know, get ready for school and get ready for Sunday school when it's Sunday school time. So, yeah, it's a typical country boy, you know what I mean? Help my mother look a load for go Kingston and sell, you know, yeah, that kind of energy there. <laughs> How was St. Thomas and your area that you're growing up that time? How was it growing up in the area? Well, um, I'm coming from the, 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 the part where I know when the first electricity came into my district. So I'm going to tell it like way back, like, you know, riding donkeys and, you know, going to the spring for water. And, mm -hmm. You know, so my my thing was... It was really ancient and it was it was like when the culture of Jamaica was really dick the culture, you know. So a lot of things that I'm seeing now in 2022 is really strange for me because even when things evolve, you know, it's still strange for me because it's not like stuff that I used to, even though I'm well traveled, it's still strange to me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm coming from the era where, you know, if if I walk on the road and I give trouble and somebody see me giving trouble, they probably flag me. And I have to kind of beg them not to say it to my daddy because if they say it to my daddy, I'm going to get another flag in kind of thing. That's the place I'm coming from. You know? From there. And then growing up now, especially in the country, the rural part of the country, what did you think you were going to become growing up? Do you want to become a doctor, a lawyer, a farmer? What do you want to become growing up at that time? There? Well, um, to be honest with you, I was in love with the police force. So I, I thought I was going to be a policeman. You know, that was, that was my, my, my dad wanted me to be like, some doctor, he was pushing me to that, like, you know, but I thought I was going to be one of the best policemen ever. So that was, that was what I was leaning to, because I started doing like cadet, I started from scout as a little tender, 
little boy we started the scout in the church then when i went to um secondary no when i went to primary school i i, I enrolled myself into the cadet so yeah i was heading to that army police kind of energy yeah what was it about policing and even the army that you liked in the first place what really captured you about that stuff there you know, I think it's more for, from a discipline point of view. I, I like, I like the, to uphold a kind of principle, a kind of discipline. I like manageable people. And I wanted to kind of get that vibe going. I was a cadet leader, a scout leader. So it was the same kind of energy that I wanted to continue myself as a, as a big man. I wanted to be that person who instilled discipline into the youth, them, you know? For sure. And so then when did you start to discover music? When did you either, was it something in the area? Was it something you heard? When did you start to discover music? No. <laughs> um, you know, that question, you know, I would say the, the, the music really discovered me. I really don't, it didn't discover. It discovered me because um, from a little youth now going, going to church, because that's where, that's the only place I used to go, church, as a little youth. So from, from that tender age you now, I found out that I am very much inclined to singing. So I was a little youth who they would, um, would, would, would put on the pulpit because, you know, normally when you're doing con um, like concerts and stuff in church and you stay down on the lower floor, you don't go where the pastor go or where the, the choir, you know. But because I was so little, they would put me up there to sing. And I would be, I would be the one who people would say, 10 cents, take him down. And the next man would say, 50 cents, put him up back. So I'd be going back and forth for the whole night until when the collection plate or whatever, they're, they're collecting the money, look enough, you know, they say, all right, enough for the night. Yeah. So I was that kind of person. Then people start hearing about Delroy and, People start coming from different districts now and taking me from my mom, from my mom and dad and take me to their district to do the same thing. So I was like that man in St. Thomas that go around and help church. So I, I had this song that I used to sing. I'm working on the building, working for a strong foundation, working on the building just for my rights. I would do that song whenever they want. <laughs> So I was singing that song, working on the building. So you better send in the money because this money is to build the building. So my my labor in terms of singing for churches is, is printed in a lot of churches in Jamaica, all over the place. I used to go and do it. So from then time there, the music really chose me. So with even that energy as a little youth, we, we weren't really thinking that this is what went to be our life. I was thinking more like, yo, the need to go getting at this police force thing. I used to have a, I used to have a virgin. Well, I used to have a, a, a virgin where, um, um, was like a detective, but he married me as a little school youth. So he would always carry me, go and going at the station. Like when we done school, me always go to go spend like one, two, three hours learning. Cause that's what he was doing actually mentoring me. Because him know that I really love this, but never know that the music was going to take take me over like how it did. 
like that there. So even did you see anybody in your house? Was anybody in your house or in the area actually doing music where you said, okay, you want to sing also? Or was how do you discover your voice to start singing? No, at that time, at that time, nobody in my house used to sing. Just me alone. All right. Used to have my next door neighbor used to go on farm work. So when he, when he go on farm work now, he would bring down radio and he would bring down records and stuff like that. So I, I always hear him playing music over him, over him yard. So sometimes I'll go over there and just go and play in the music because I, I find out that that's, I like this vibe. And there was this song that, 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 that the, the guy always playing is called Ear O Lord. Says, Ear O Lord, the sound of my voice. Ear O Lord. So that, that drawn me closer and closer to the energy. And then there was this other neighbor now that had a, had a bass guitar. He didn't know how to play it, but he had it. So I always go around him and find him. I brush it, me, I brush it too. Not knowing what we're doing really, but just trying stuff, you know what I mean? And that's how it grows, you know what I mean? And reach to the highest level, you know? Because even up until today, they have no formal training in, in voice or music, in playing an instrument. All of that is self-taught. That's crazy. And the stuff that you actually were able to achieve out of yeah. just being able to pick it up and know that this is in you and you knew how to work it. That's yeah. amazing, boss. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Good. I mean, for so real. even when you're going to school, because you said church, okay, you started in church, you started singing and stuff like when you went to school now, were you actually pursuing it? Were you in a band, a choir, singing in a school, singing in class? What were you doing when you were in school no. now? Sing, singing in classes is a must because everybody now starts figure out, say, oh, um, Delroy can sing in a Delroy. I love this music thing. So we like always have to eat the dance and always have to something until we end up starting be the person who sing at devotions and stuff. Because I remember at that time, school days, it was nothing about um, secular music. It was just gospel music, you know, so. We are we we got baptized when we were like 13, 12, somewhere there. So we are all all our younger age, it was just about church. You know what I mean? So we'll be doing like we'll be doing like the, the devotions. Uh, when I was at Seaford Secondary School, there was like this this Virginia who said like keen and jelly and them stuff there at the fence. Most cool have that. So this this Virginia, he also have a guitar. So I'll be there like Sometimes when school call, I'm going to go back to my class. Them know it's probably come find me because I write in some media. I never really have like a whole heap of friends. And just like the other day, I was like here thinking, I'm like, whoa, I can't even remember, you know, my classmates and name and stuff like that because I wasn't that kind of student. I wasn't that kind of youth. Eh? I run up and down with my friend, them and them something. Anyway, the music, eh, that's where you would find me, you know what I mean? So it was like really that. And this is, as you said, this is not secular. This is all gospel music that you're at that time. At that time, it's all gospel, street gospel music. You know what I mean? Because I that, know at one point you even joined the um, church choir, the Methodist Youth Band. Yeah, that that time. Okay, now all right, we start, we start get famous then. Because I always said it's a must start from a little <laughs> So 
Yeah, we, we named Sal Carlos. We have this, you have this group called Methodist Youth One in Murray Bay that, you know, they, these are professional people and they go around and, you know, bands, a good professional band. And I was at my house one day and see a car drive up. This man came out of it, Mr. Pinnock, we call him Pinchy. And, you know, he introduced himself to, to my parents and tell them, say, him hear about me and he would like to let me join the Methodist Youth Band. So my mom, you know, said, okay, I will see you. And so I started going there as the lead, as a lead singer, one of the lead singers, because there was like two people, me and a girl, Claudia Otar. We were the lead singer of the group. When I go there, I met she as the lead singer, and I joined, become one of the lead singers also. Now we do that for, I did that for a couple of years, up and down, seeing me, singing at church, singing at barbecue, singing everywhere, but gospel music. <laughs> so since as we're there now, I could probably tell you how the bass thing come along now. So I was, I was there one day, we went to rehearsals and, um, the bass player didn't show. Um, so we didn't know what happened at the time. Anyway, I was always inclined to the bass, you know, was always fooling around the guitar, guitar, but it's the bass I know I really love. So when I was singing, I always watching the bass player. If I'm not singing, I'm watching the bass player, you know? <laughs> so the day when we went to rehearsal, all of us there and waiting, 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 the bass player didn't come. So I took up the bass and I said to Claudia, I said, you sing, and I'm going to go and play around, play around. So she has sing and me, I try to remember the stuff them that I saw him doing. So that was the rehearsal for the day. Mm -hmm. And from that day until today, that bass didn't come back out of my hand. So it was first you started out singing. Singing was your thing, but you also had your eye on yeah. the bass. Yeah, yeah. Love what was it about what was it about the bass in particular that you liked so much? Um, I think I think it's the the the, the art beat of it. That sound, it sound commanding and demanding, and it I, it 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 draw you to it like yo, you have to hear this. You know, flinker prinker is like this. It's jerked the whole place, you know what I mean? And that 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 draw me to it. I I I I a later date I realized that it's also a melody instrument. So it's it's more like it's more like singing also. Because it's it the bass play its own melody, mm -hmm. you know. But yeah, and 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 then again too. At that time, I I I like the the look. It have a sexy look to it. It look you know when when the bass man have it and they actually oh, it's have a vibe in it. Yeah, so that kind of draw me closer to it, you know. Mm -hmm. So then while you, so were you still the lead singer and the bass player at the same time or the bass player came back and you went back to leads? No, he didn't keep, come back in the band because actually he, he left the band because Yellowman at the time, Yellowman becomes the thing. And um, there was this sound system in St. Thomas called Aces International. So Aces pick up Yellowman now and started to do some work with Yellowman and they wanted to put a band together. So this is how they draft my bass player now. 
But he went without saying anything to us. He just went over there and started rehearsing, rehearsing with them and stuff. So he didn't come back. So I become the bass player in the band. Mm-hmm. And so then, so, so we were played playing and singing. And singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which at the time, playing gospel music and singing, it's much easier than playing reggae and singing. Because gospel music is more like sustained notes in those days. So you sustain your bass and you know you're going to the next note. So you're not really playing a melody line. You know, not like no. No is a different thing. And even when even when I I get deeper in the bass now, I was part of the first the ones who revolutionized the, 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 the gospel music in the church. Or I should say the beat of the different genre of music in the church because I I started experimenting in, in, in different genre of music when I was in the church. Okay, and this is still while you're with the uh, Methodist Youth Band. This is still when I was with the Methodist Youth Band because I had my church that I was a part of the musical directing and the choir and everything, different from the Methodist Youth Band as a little uh, 14, 14 year old youth. You know what I mean? I was doing all of that. When my church have convention, I have to be there. I have to be the one who makes sure that the music, you know, come across a certain way. And it reached to the point till my pastor get up in the church one day and said to me, boy, brother, anything I would like to know, I would like to ask you a question. So it was big convention, you know, people from America, people from all over come. So all the church of God in Christ would meet at this one place now for a seven-day convention. Mm-hmm. When my pastor get up in the church you now and said to me, he would like to ask me a question. He want to ask me, what is church music? So I was, I was taken aback a little, but, you know, I, I am a lead. I, I am a fiery person. I don't, I don't buck away from nothing, you know what I mean? So... I get up and I say, praise the Lord, church, and fire up the church. And after I fire up the church now, then I'm ready. We, meantime, I fire up the church, I search in my head for the answer mm-hmm. to give him because it, it's, a weird, it's a weird question. And I know that it's because of the things that I'm doing, why you would want to do that, you know what I mean? So I, I, I said to him, with all due respect, Elder, you know, I mean, I don't think there is no such music as church music. He said, what do you mean? You see? You see what I'm talking? So I said, hold on. Hold on. I don't think there is no such music as church music. What I think is, I think music is a universal language. And it's the lyrics that you put to the music. Turn it into a church music or a secular music. And the church get up and give me standing of age. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I've, I've been, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of them who bring reggae into the church and disco into the church because I think the thing need to up there. I think it need to, I don't think number one people should own it. So at this time you started to actually, because while you're in church, you started to listen to secular music at this time also. Yes. Yes. Who were you listening to? Who was giving you the inspiration to say, you know what? I could probably do this style inside a church. But I was listening to, I was listening to, <laughs> this probably going to sound weird, but I was listening to um, um, Michael Jackson. I was listening to Prince. I was listening to 
Bob Marley and I was listening to Peter Tosh, you know what I mean? Dennis Brown. I was listening to Wailing Soul, listening to all kind of different music. You know what I mean? And I, I listening to the dance hall. I was listening to Yellow Man. I was, I, I was playing Puna and the Rhythm into the chair. <laughs> Seriously. I was playing answer, Puna and the all them stuff. I was playing Bill Neji. I was playing all them kind of bass line in the, into the church. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it was it was amazing to me. It was it, it felt so good. It felt and, so good. And that's where the pastor kinda asks you, what is it that you're doing here? type of thing. Yeah, yeah. He rebuked me. He was like, Wow, this is not for the church. And you know, up to today day, me and that pastor don't see eye to eye. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's so crazy. All right. So you're here, you're doing your stuff with Methodist or Youth Band. How long did that situation last for? It lasts for a little while. And then we 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 start we, we um I have some friends now and we decided that we're going to put a band together to to do like um more road band like like a Sagittarian kind of energy. The same place in St. Thomas. That band was called Peace Band. Positive attitude towards entertainment. You know, oh, so which one came first? Was it Peace or Essence that came first? Peace. And then Essent uh, Band came after. I, actually, I wasn't a I wasn't a part of Essent Band. Mm -hmm. Essent Band was some of my friends. Mm -hmm. So you had you had Essence and you have Peace. You know, Essent Band was more established also because Essence have big management and pretty equipment and but Blaze, but I mean. Peace band was a band for you to reckon with still. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was the ghetto band, you know what I mean? The more rugged folks band. <laughs> so this was no longer gospel. This is now secular. No, this, this now was everything. Mm -hmm. This this was like a freelance. Tonight they find us in the poker church playing. Tomorrow night they find us in the Adventist church. The next night they find us into the dance hall. Yeah, that was that kind of band. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we did. I did that for a couple of years, also, you know. And then, um, the drummer, the drummer from Incent, from um, Methodist band, he had left and went in on the North Coast. Mm -hmm. So you know, we, we we keep in touch now and then we talk. At them time, you never have cell phone and you, you know, if you want to link them on, you probably have to go find a, a call box and, you know what I mean? So every now and then we will make a little link or when him come up on him, they have to link up and thing, you know? So one day, one day, um, I got a, a message from him that I should come to Montego Bay they needed a bass player in this hotel called um, Royal Caribbean Hotel in Montego Bay. So at the time, I never been so far. No, I don't never been to Montego Bay and stuff like that. But I said, okay, this sound like something. Thinking about it, I was like, mm, I wonder if we really can deal with it, you know, because this is like a next level. But as I said, there is no opportunity. Once I'm not selling my soul, once I feel comfortable, I'm going to try it. You know what I mean? So I took the bus and I went down there. 
and we rehearsed like for about a week, like the band, the owner for the band, Derek Ag, he, he bring us to Negril into one of his, um, one of his villa. And we, we were there like for about two weeks, just rehearsing, 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 rehearsing. Then we go to the hotel now. When I went to the hotel at the time, Remember, I'm coming from a, a, a district where, or a parish where I am, I am rated as the bass player, the singer, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So into myself you now, I feel like the top man, should say. But when I went into the hotel, I realized that I was a baby. I realized that, yo, you, you just, you, you just a start, you're a beginner, you know what I mean? And one of the one of the in one of the incident that bring me down like humble me, and I'm sharing this as, as an experience as a part of my journey also for the younger musicians are in any situation that you might get yourself in as a youth and you know growing up and want to be something. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very important that you humble yourself. It's very important that you know that, you know, there's always somebody that done what you was going to do before you, you know what I mean? So I was doing the first rehearsals now we're going to do with Karen Simit. May God bless, uh, you know, our soul in peace, you know what I mean? Karen Simit, very, very, very good cabaret artist, mm -hmm. you know? So she was the artist that um, we... We're going to back for the first night in the hotel. So we are doing a rehearsal. You know, cabaret thing in Jamaica, how it goes. You rehearse today and you play the show tonight. So I was rehearsing and she bring up a song from Anita Baker catalog called, uh, I think it was, um, Rapture. Rapture. That's the song. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm there trying to figure it out and learning the parts, like, you know, because I'm playing off here and listening and playing back. And she came with a, a man. So the man was standing at the door, like, just standing and looking down at us. And while I was there trying to figure out the song, he, he, he just came out and said, um, boy. I don't know, I want to get this idiot bass player from, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a simple song, man. I mean, you know, taking forever to learn the song. And, you know what, man, how are yourself, man? So, you know, coming from where I'm coming from, being who I am. And you, nobody has ever talked to me like that. Not even my mother or my father. Never roughed me up like that. So, you know, my head hot and... I said, oh, you want me to start running with the wickedest way, you know? You know, all of my musicians, them know, stop on everybody jumping at them shells because them know who the person is, but I don't know who the person is. Me just a deal with them like a man to a man. Me no business who you is. You can't talk to me like that. <laughs> anyway, the person was Jackie Jackson. You know, Jackie Jackson is really one of the, one of the stalwarts. In a reggae world, boy, yeah. you know, them, them, them Monday at the time was the demon play upon enough number one song and top man, really. You know what I mean? 
And all him said, him said, okay, okay, don't arrest him, don't arrest him. Because the rest of them, them know the show, only me new to the show. Mm-hmm. So him said, no more rehearsal, he may come play the show. Except to hear the show. So yeah, the man, the man said, yo, what's that we done? And everybody gone and we had them music and them didn't know the man. The man said, well, sometimes they call me Kangaroo. When I said, Kangaroo, that man named Jackie Jackson or the baddest bass man that, you know, and then start telling me who he is and re, 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 re. He still hotted me no business. But in, in the night now when the virgin come at the show, mm-hmm. the man jolt him bass. You know, because we would play like the dinner set leading up to the show time. And when the show time come now, I have to just make him complete and pull out my bass and go sit down and what to go watch this man, you know. Brother, when the man played the show, you know, brother, if I could have dig a hole in the earth and sink in a man, he said, if you could have covered me, that me now if you see this man sitting at the table, I'm going to run away. Because the man just played the show effortless, Bridget. All the things where I give me a problem in the rehearsal every day, for the whole day, the man just played that effortless. Mm. So, I tell her, say, yeah, that was one of my lessons. Now, the, the part that it will make it get wicked now. Is that me go to the man now? The man I pack up back in bass and you know, me have a start play back right away. So me I have to go back on the stage. When him a pack up me, me, me a plug in and me I said, Father, you know, say, you know, I'm sorry about today. And the man just got on a tunny eye and look for me now, like a little dog. Him look for me. I know the man said nothing for me, no he said, I know the man that said nothing at all to me. The man that spoke up in the face and that's walk away, gone, both him beams and bread. I'm saying, yeah, okay. That's how it goes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we've been through that. And, you know, that, that, that motivates me now to learn and to get better. And even before that, I was struggling because this is a big responsibility. And I I never used to this fast pace. You know what I mean? Which, you know, I start get frustrated and want to go back to my yard because I sent them as me comfortable. I not have a problem. So I want to go back to my yard. So the German old junior, he said to me, Where are you going? Kangaroo, where are you going? You go back to St. Thomas for What do you need to do, brother? You need to practice your bass, brother. You need to get the song them. And you need to learn the song them. And, need, and I say my encouragement. I say my encouragement. <laughs> so as I said to you now, in my district now, a whole heap of people always have a farmer. So my sister did have a boyfriend now. And he bring down, he knows him love music, so he bring down a big double-deck tape for me. One of them um, kind of brownish-looking double-deck tape where they used to mash up the place and them dying the when you turn it on, it's all like a sound system. Mm-hmm. A boombox. Boombox. And it also have a plug on it where you can plug your bass into it and play through it. Man. So meantime you play the cassette and learn the song, you cannot play the bass and hear the bass same time. Mm-hmm. So what my, 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 my day off was on a Thursday. So the Thursday, you know, after all of that, 
I'm jump on the bus, come back to St. Thomas, grab my boombox and go come up here with it. And brother, when me done work at night time and everybody gone at them bed, three, four o'clock in the morning, me still I learn song. And I tell them, I tile, I tile, I tile, I learn, I learn, I learn, I learn, till two months later, either two or three months later, I become the band leader in the band. And also singing and playing now in the band. Every comment, you know, in the hotel, they have a thing them call comment sheet. Mm -hmm. So in the hotel now, yes, if the guests them start right on the comment sheet now, Oh, the bass player. Everywhere you look, the bass player, the bass player, the bass player, the bass player. So my manager come now and said, boy, my, my, at the time, my, 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 um, my band leader named Ricky, in come and him said, boy, Ricky, I don't know what I want, but everywhere I turn off, I can't go with the people in my talk about, I forgot to do something about that. So the man demoted the, the leader and gave me input. So me start getting the leader money now. Remember the leader, the dog tell me, he said, if I can't work, if I go on my yard, because when Thursday come and he might pay me, he not take one cent out of my pay. He tell me that, you know. And see you now, me start get free pay you now. So he $200 Adam for my money now, where him did I get. Mm -hmm. And he end up he, he was so embarrassed. He ended up leaving the band like a month later. You understand? But we've been through all of these things just to get stronger. And from there, so the thing not stop, man. It just keep rising and rising and rising, you know. But even before we go any further, because I remember when we first started, you said that you wanted to be a police or get into the army or something. So when yes. you're in the music all this time here, were you still trying to pursue the police and the army, or that had gone out the window? No, man, that run out. That run out. I don't mean they're like a bird flying, man. Because the first thing to speak of, mm -hmm. the first thing to speak as a, as a young youth, you think about money. Mm -hmm. You get me? So whatever career you're going to choose, you still a thing say you want a career where you can feed yourself and feed your family, right? Early out, me get, me get a youth and get early married and, uh, you know, them church thing, they have to marry quick and, them me don't have my responsibility. So money was the most important thing. So when I when I went to the when I went to the North Coast and start work, me realized that I get more money than the police. So me never want to go back in the police force. Me never had a thing about that. And I want to tell you up to today, most of my friends them still are police. Okay. Most of my friends them because in a matter when I graduated from school. Most of my class, a police, the money did got hurt. <laughs> you see me? So we still have only for police, friend, but now them mean nothing for being a police. <laughs> All me do with them now is just teach them things, like tell them things. Cause my head always around them with them by telling them, yo, yo, you can't do that so and do that so and do that so. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So even today, what my first son is a police, cause then him come and that him go go do cause that in I'm being because so that we did love. So we, don't see, we don't see him even tell me, say, I'm going to be police when he, when we find out, say, I'm a police. Me never be, I wasn't surprised. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that did gone out of the window. From, 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 um, from dropping at the hotel, the police thing gone. That's starlight, man. Mm -hmm. North girl, that, not, that, that's starlight. 
because of all the practicing and everything you were practicing, you wanted to get good till you became the band leader. And that's yeah. what people are talking about at that time there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we did that. We did um, that, that, that for probably about a year and six months or something like that. Then this big hurricane come to Gilbert. So when Gilbert come now, Gilbert blow down the place and blow me back at St. Thomas. Because mm. I, I can't stay a mobile if I don't have a job. I can't stay a mobile fear rent and them thing I'm a normal song. So we couldn't wait until the thing fix up back and so I was to go back to St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know? So I was in St. Thomas, in St. Thomas not doing not doing anything till I get a call again. Said there's this group in American hotel in Algerias that need a bass player. Now, there was this group called Hot Peppers from Algerias. They used to do cabaret in most of the hotels. So they had, they had a manager at the time called Mr. Richards, Art Richards, who knew of me from the hotel in Montego Bay. Because like at night time when he, 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 when he came down with the group and they are performing, we would stand behind in the back and we would talk. So we are, me and him always talk and him know about me and him love my style and them thing. So when when he went to, to Moby, you know, and realized say, I'm not in Moby, and he started to seek to find me. Link a friend. Friend said, yeah, man, me know if you find him, man. So the friend linked me, and then me end up a end up a Ochi. When I went to Ochi, I went there to do an audition with the musical director at the time for the company who, who was called. His name is One Jap. I think him him name Jopper Jopper. Now he's singing. He's living in the states and he has his thing going on still. But when he came into the room and saw me, he said, yo, you, you get the job, man. Well, then, BSM, me know you from Mobile, man. You all right, man. You get the job. <laughs> so I started working the same night. Mm. So that is a next level now because Ocherius is more a faster space and bigger hotel because I'm, at the time, Americana Hotel is like the D hotel. You know what I mean? So yeah, the thing get bigger now. Anyway, I, I started working with them, working with them, and we used to rehearse like every Tuesday at um, one a location that the boss have, mm-hmm. which is a restaurant on the building and a rehearsal room. So while we in the rehearsal, rehearsing and, you know, doing our thing, I saw about four Japanese come into the room. And they came into the room with some cameras, some big cameras, start taking pictures and excitement. So we just rehearsed. I'm at, we in the hotel, we used to them kind of energy there because people always have video we had to take pictures and stuff. Anyway, when we finished rehearse, um, Mr. Richard said to us that um, another time, yeah, I become that band leader also. So I was the band leader mm-hmm. for that band. And so what was the name of the band? The band was called Acid. Acid, okay. Yeah, the band was called Acid. So, yeah, we were rehearsing and, you know, Mr. Richard said to me that these people are from Japan and they're looking a band to go to Japan to play into a nightclub. And they really love where and they want us to go. 
But one problem them have, nobody in the band is not a Rasta. <laughs> and to all them have it, if you are playing reggae music, you have to associate to Rasta. I guess See? what they're seeing was like the Bob Marley and stuff. So in their mind, Bob Marley, yeah. reggae, anybody that's playing reggae should look like this man right should, here. Should look like that kind of vibe. It should be a Rasta and smoke weed and that kind of energy there. But we are sweet boys. I At the time, I have Jerry Curls. That my lead singer, Ballad. And, you know, we never have that kind of, we never think about Rasta. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, me as a youth, always a try to find a way to make the thing work. Always a think how it can work. When him tell me that now, I start to think about it. And it's like I just come up with the idea, so, boss, we, we don't make it, but we don't just, we don't just breed, we hear them then. Because from a period we hear, we have a look like, we have a look like, sorry about that, we have a look like Rasta. Mm-hmm. So, he said, yeah, if, if, if we're not willing to do that, that can work. I said, of course, every man willing to do that. Mm-hmm. So, so, boom, we period we hear, and we do a photo shoot and send the photo them down there and the man then send back thumbs up say, yeah, this is the look that we are looking for. They didn't even know it was we see a man and think that they, they thought it was a, a different band Mr. Richards put together. And said, this is the look. That's the look that we're looking for. In, in less than two weeks, we're on the plane to Japan. So is this your first time leaving the island to play music? Yeah, that was my first time leaving the island to play music. So my first Flying out that was my first flying out of Jamaica, but the first time going to somewhere as a musician. So it was it was massive because them kind of people that was ninety one people had tried. Mm-hmm. People probably only hear about Japan, you know what I mean. So we we signed in a contract for three months, <laughs> and we went there. When we went there, the first night we played to probably about nine people. When we go there, we first night we played to probably about nine, and the nine people we did four sets, cause that's the the, the the contract, four part of five minute sets to nine people. Second night, probably about thirty. Third night, probably about seventy, and I said start grow, 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 grow until it just get till people start the 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 owner now have to start do two set. Let out them people eh, and the next two set, two new set of people come in. You know what I mean? We end up spending like a, a year down there just we keep on renewing the contract, renewing the contract. They, 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 they didn't want us to come back to Jamaica. So you guys went there to back people or you guys went as a full no, package? Full package. Lead singer, band. We had to, uh, we had to do the shows. Eh. We had to we set them a four to five minute set. Four, five to five minutes set every night. Me I sing, the drummer I sing, and we have a lead singer also I sing. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like now going to Japan, even though it's exciting to go to Japan, but remember, they speak a totally different language. It's a totally different vibe. What was that first trip to Japan like when you went first went there? Well, the first, the first, the fir- when I landed there, the first thing I recognized that these people well-principled. So right away, I fall in love with the principle of the place. Like, we find people about to me. You see what I'm saying? And it's like no aggression. It's like 
I can't explain it. It was like, it was like I was in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everything was smooth. Everything goes by the book. Anything they say they're going to do, that's what they do. You understand? Anything that you decide with them, that is it. That is how it's going to be. So yeah, I fall, I fall in love with the culture. So it was, it was, it was easy for me, let's say, without, without even speaking a word of Japanese. It was easy for me because I could relate to the culture. And I love that. You know what I mean? Then being there, I started to learn one and two words and you start to, you know, learn the food and the, well, I didn't like the train. So what I did, I, I, I founded a, 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 a girl and she carried me go around country place where when we read, when I went, when I got there, them start to pinch me and well, me here and, you know, that I could get a driver's license. So I, I think I probably be the first foreigner who got a driver's license in, in Japan. So I wanted a driver's license that I could drive because I didn't like the chain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's so great. And when you were out there, do you meet any other reggae musicians that either came from Jamaica or that were out there or anything like that at that time there? Well, there was two clubs in Tokyo, one called Jabba Jive and one called Hot Crockett. The, 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 the Hot Crockett was the reggae club and the Jabba Jive now is, was the everything club. So the Jabba Jive had musicians from Jamaica also, but those musicians was also our link, was our, from our company. But what I found there, though, it wasn't Jamaicans. You, you had a few Jamaicans that was there that, that like, went there with, with girls or whatever. Some of them was musicians, too. So they would, like, farm little, little band, you know, like about, probably about seven of them. But what was there was a lot of Africans. A lot of Africans was there playing reggae music and African music. You know what I mean? But we when we went there now, we becomes the talk of the town because we are from Jamaica, we are Rastamans, and we are playing the authentic reggae music. You know? So that, that was one of the reasons why we stayed. We couldn't leave because the people them just keep on renewing the contract. I had was to like actually force myself out of Japan. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell them the night the night I had the manager that was so such a good friend. We had a quarry, like, really, like, I started to break down him stuff them because him decides to have a whole arm from a pier because him don't want me to leave. Hmm. So I was, the, like, I, I, I dropped myself out of Japan. Spending a year out there. So then after you did your year, you came back to Jamaica. What happened when you came back to Jamaica now? Well, when I came back to Jamaica, I went right back into my job in the hotel. Okay. Yeah, because it was still my manager under the contract there. So it was our, it was really our work. So whosoever was there was just filling in for us. So when we got back, and then again, our name was big in the hotel. So when we got back, it was no problem for the hotel manager to say, yo, that room them come back, you know, <laughs> yeah, we need them back. But anyway, like I spent like two weeks in the hotel and then I got approached again from some other people now to go to Cancun, Mexico. So the deal sound good and everything was fine. So I go, so boom, Cancun, Mexico. So I left again. 
and this is another different language, a different language country again, you know. And this is with the same band again. Yeah, with the same band. I mean, I changed it. Some of the, some of the, um, like I, I changed the lead singer and um, one of the keyboard player. But yeah, it was the same band. Yeah, we call it the same band. Now we went down there, and I see him, see him treat them. You know, what I mean, it was like three months we're supposed to do. We do nine months, hmm. and oh, I end up stay, staying there for nine. Oh, I left down there now is because my first son born, and I wanted to come and see my son. So we just say, yo, me go home. <laughs> you know? There's some musician them say, boy, I remember anything at all. They say that we said to you. So we end up come back at Jamaica. So then you oh. did, you had a Japan, you did a year in Japan, you did nine months in Mexico. This is big for, again, you didn't really bust or anything. You're in the hotel doing these type of stuff here. So you're getting yeah. these trips here. So then now you came back after the nine months, you, you had your son and stuff. How did your name change from kangaroo to worm? Did it happen in this time here or happened later? No, no, no. My name changed from kangaroo to worm before I even left the Japan. How did that happen? I got, I got that name when I went to American Hotel. Mm -hmm. the, the, same, the same guy that said it was okay for me. I don't need to do an a audition or anything. One job. He said to me one night he came by and he was watching me performing. And he said to me, where um BSC, every time I look on the stage and look by you, he come like a one worm, I see. At the first, when he said it at the first time, when he said it, it was like, I wanna call worm, like how can I name that? So we never really dig the name. But I tell us from the man say, around the rest of music and them, it's like from that night my name just changed from kangaroo to worm. And it never stopped. Mm -hmm. Worm just worm take over the wall at the north coast like a like you know like a worm. <laughs> it worm and everybody mind everywhere turn a worm. Then uh, I had I had two bugs, two two um bug car, and I put worm across the windscreen at each of them. So <laughs> everywhere just worm and then. Um, I, I am, I, at the time I was, well, still it, but them time they young and vibrant and, you know, crazy upon stage, you know, crazy, crazy. So everybody I thought, oh, that you the over American and the worm, are you there? Be it today. What name? Worm, man. Worm. So the name that spread all over what you, anywhere you go, you, hear, you know about worm. Even till today, anywhere you go, in a music, you, 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 when you say worm, somebody know who you talk about. They know what it is there. So, all right, Bob, you came back from mm -hmm. Mexico. So what happened? What were your next moves now? Now that you're back in Jamaica on soil, what were you doing at this point here? All right. I used to, I used to, uh, I used to date this woman out of Canada. Probably the first time I let out this. So, <laughs> yeah, I used to date this woman out of Canada and um, we broke up. I got some kind of reason. I decided to say, yo, I love this lady. I'm not going to deal with her no more. Mm -hmm. So I was, when I was in Cancun, she, 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 she came to Jamaica and trying to, was trying to find me. And somebody told her that I'm not, I'm not in Jamaica. I'm in Cancun. So she took a flight and come to Cancun to find me. When she come to Cancun, it was um, on my birthday. 
that was like working on some, so one of the security guards came to me and said, there's a limousine downstairs. It's not a normal woman to, you know? So he said, there's a limousine downstairs to meet somebody in there to me and said, so I said, limousine, you know, who could have come link me in a limousine? Anyway, I went out by the balcony and look over and see her. When we look over, she stand up at the back door. So I recognize her. So, whoa, what is she at here? Anyway, don't work and introduce her to the rest of the musician them how we did it. And she said, she want to do something for me. I said, what you can do for me? Where, what can I do for you? You know? So I said, the only thing you can do for me is do an album. With all of this money we have, come produce an album. I said, sure, we do it. Wait, 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 wait. When you go back to Jamaica, you just link me up and we'll do it. So when I went back to Jamaica, that was my first, that was my thing. And my head is that I'm going to do my album. So there was this, but while doing the album, we were doing the album in, in the Grove Studio in Ocherius, right where, where IRFM is at now, there was this big major studio where enough people that you ever see. That, that studio was like, the tougher lines to in terms of equipment and stuff like that. Everything were in it was top, top line stuff. Barry O'Hare was over there also. Yeah, he was he was the one that was directing that album. You know what I mean? So we did I did the album with Barry O'Hare and Steve Stewart. You know? And yeah, so while I was working on that album now, I have a friend that was working at Couples Hotel. And he said to me that. They are going on a two weeks break and wanted somebody to replace them while they're out. So they knew that I was back. So they said, Can I, if I would be interested to use the same band that I was in Mexico with to just read. Sure. So while I'm working on the album, I'm doing that two weeks up there. When I go up there, these people don't want me to leave. <laughs> so this, these, my friends, them are supposed to come out for them two weeks gig now. Um, vacation day. We still have, we still over in them time because them two weeks done and we still did not, I know the people them not let me out. Mm -hmm. You understand? Anyway, the album, the album finished and we have, we, had, we did a video for it. We did a video for the, for the lead track and we decided to say, okay, we are going to put out this album now and we're going to eat the road. Long before I went to Japan, I met this bridging called um, um, Mr. Fletcher. Now, Mr. Fletcher is, is the one who had, had put the band um, City Eat together. He was the man who was responsible for that band. Also, the band called Flex, that was... That was the first band for Buji Bantan. Mm -hmm. He was the man who put that band together. But when he wanted to put Flex together, I was supposed to be the bass player for that band because he already talked to me about that, doing that, but I went to Japan. So that, that boat passed me. When he heard that I was back now in Jamaica, he find me again and say, yo, I'm glad you're back, man, because I want to put another band together. So I say, yeah, sure. What well, well, we can do? So I talk to my musician and tell them the plan. And I tell her, say, I have an album finished, ready for the road. And when this man come to me with the idea, they forget about my album. 
Because is it why did you forget? Because remember, now you got to push out as a solo. You have your yeah. album every, ready to go. Why would you forget what you're doing and go join a band again? Because because um I am I am a how could I put this now? I am a person who love groups. I I love I love to be with a band and not to myself at the time. I wasn't this was something new that I was taking on that is not something that I really, really like at the time. My thing is more like a group thing. And then the next thing again now, I wanted to be the next Derek Barney. Okay. So this is another part of the thing now. <laughs> Derek Barnett has always been my idol. You get what I'm saying? So I wanted to be the next Derek Barnett. So when this opportunity come to me, I forget totally about my album. You know? So when I when I said to the woman that this is what I'm decided to do, she turned to me and she said, Yeah, but I spent so much money and you're just gonna throw this away and these people just going to use you and she started telling me all kind of thing. But if you know if you know anything about Delroy that if you want me to do something, you better join me. You can't fight it. If you fight it, never go harder. Doing what you don't want me to do. That's how I am. You know what I mean? So when she come to me, just it just sound like it's a bag of negative things she tell me. I mean, no, I don't hear that. I mean, I say, yo, my dad, I'm going to rest. It's going to rest. This is what I'm going to do. So this is how I leave out of the hotel circuit now, leave the night coach, leave my album, and come to Kingston. Okay. When I come to Kingston now, it was like, at the time, it was Juna, Juna Tucker, Sanchez, um, Carlin, Carlin Davis, Carlin Davis, right? So these are the artists them know that Mr. Fletcher is introducing to us that he, he wanted us to run with. At the time, you know, don't text on them kind of song. They are the big song them in a Jamaica kind of so. Yeah, me feel nice because me have played some artists now where we know so we're gonna start go places. So then this band here was designed as a backing band, not as a band that has a... Yeah, we have a backing band. We are designed it as now, but I'm going to tell you this. Mm -hmm. before, before we even get settled into that backing world, I my house one day, I said, Mr. Fletcher called me, I said, I bring my passport, come. So I said, what go on? And I said, well, somebody approached him for a band to do clubs in America. So I end up with the same group going to America now, go do some clubs with me a play bass and sing again <laughs> with a nice thing also. We did that, we did that before. We tour the whole of Miami, Orlando, Tampa, the whole of the place as as this little band. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I said, nobody's been bargaining for. <laughs> What was the name of the band at this time here? At that time, the band was called um, Original Eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the band was called Original Eat. Um, yeah, we did all boat in America, do that, and then we do time and we come back to Jamaica. Come back again in our little band house in our even deal. Start rears more, more, more now with Juna Tucker, Sanchez, you know, Colleen Davis. Jim Myers, any one of them, anytime them little thing they are going on, we got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So, 
there was this place in, Och- in Moby called Disco Inferno, run by a gentleman called Mr. Crooks. Yeah. So Mr. Crooks started a thing called, um, um, I don't remember what's the name of the event, but he started I'd be like it twice a week or something like that. No, my manager came from Moby, you know, Mr. Fletcher is originally from Moby, so I guess they are friends or something. So our band becomes that band that but those events. Hmm. So we were there, we went there this weekend now to do a do an not a show like we normally do. We heard that it's Beanie Man coming, but I didn't know nothing about Beanie Man. Because as I said, we were concentrating on Juvenile Toka, Sanchez, them type of people we are dealing with, singing, singing type of energy. Mm-hmm. So being a man came down to do his show with, with, with um, at the time with Richie B as the MC. Okay. So before, before Richie B of, before Richie B start the show, he wanted to speak to me, which was a band leader. He wanted to know little, little things, little details about the band. So I started telling what the band name and what we did just come from Africa, um, Japan, Mexico, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but when I finished talking, he said to me that he don't like the band name, which was originally. Mm-hmm. He said, don't like the name. So I said, what do you mean I like the name? He said, yeah, man, you don't like the name too loud. The name, the name doesn't sound like a bug. Mm-hmm. Want a shorter word and a way they must say it, you know? So meanwhile, I stand up and talk to him, being the type of person he is, I start thinking same time. So I'm coming from Cayenne, I'm coming from Hot Peppers, you know, coming from Original Eat, them people name Eat, 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 eat So we just saying, I'm going to the best thing to name this one is Blades. So I turned to him and I said, Team, what do you think about Blades? And he said, Yeah, no, man. That's the name. That is the name. That that sounds better than original eat. So I'm saying, all right, then Blaze. Mm-hmm. Me, come and say, oh, that DJ, I want to go back tonight. A fire DJ and something. Yeah, yeah, the right name that. I think I think that's the right name for you guys. Right? You know, Richard B. So say, all right, cool. So we did the show. The show was the show was off the chain. It was like crazy. Like I know I felt like I'm there, but it because <laughs> we get the chance now to do all of them something on Mr. Derek Barnett to do more. I like me I put on my face for me head and crazy thing. Yes, place got done. You know what I mean? So we're all finished now. Me and the man came to me and he said, um what we say I own a buck. So I said, we're not about nobody still with a freelance man. You know, we work with anyone who call me. And the man said to me, say, all right, you have one. And I look at band, you know. And I said, tonight, you know, I think you're my band, you know. You're my band. So I said, yeah, cool. The man said, you know, it's my number, you know. You can link up, man, you know. And him gone to him with and we gone through yeah. When me and, me and my manager drive up from coach from Obi, you know, I come up in the car car. Them not talk to him and him no know so them talk to me. Mm-hmm. I turned to him and I said, Mr. Fletcher, you know, say, I'm say, DJ check me. DJ check you. I'm say, yeah, man, him check me, him say, I want 
him out for being back in bad. Mr. Fletcher turned to me and said, Well, I told you. Jonah Tucker, Sanchez, them man they have to think about. Them little DJ for foolishness, they're not going nowhere. Don't think about that DJ something. Mm-hmm. Think about Sanchez, Jonah Tucker. That a big, big man, man, just said to me. Me just quiet now, because I said that one, of course, my boy, you want to give it to me hard. But in a myself, no, he and who me is, me as I say, you can't go and talk where you talk, say. <laughs> you know, me never feel a way with Jonathan and Sanchez. Yeah, <laughs> me never feel the energy. Me, I look forward to this beanie man something. Yeah. Yeah, so. But then I come at town and now I'm all business as you would just get a call from Patrick Roberts. Said, yo, I don't know what I'm going to do to the DJ, but the DJ said, only him want to see him banning. He was coming, I want 56 Life Road, come and get out, sit down and say, sure, jump in a little car, I'm going to whoop and drive, go down, man. By about five minutes, what a reasoning. What a band, a beanie man, Yeah. So we work with Peterman for like for like almost nine years without a contract because it, everything was really verbal. Everything just was so natural. It, it seemed like it wasn't even a need for a, a formal contract. So okay, what year did you actually officially connect with um Beanie Man and become the backing band? It was it was late we started building Beanie Man late ninety-two. And everything everything get Serious, like the first month in a '93, we start. This is it now, because you know? this is when Beanie Man is just about to really become Beanie Man. Yeah, man, yeah, man. right on the early part. I'm gonna tell you this: when Beanie Man start play, when we start work with Beanie Man, there are there are so much things in live music that Beanie Man didn't understand. He's full of talent. But him not understand keys, him not understand them type of something, the timing and all the band for work. And, but matter of fact, being a man look at me one day and said to me that, well, I'm me and the artist, you know, the band need to follow me. The yeah. man said, no, the band can't follow your DJ because if we start in the key at A, you have to, you have to remain in the key at A and it's going to do a transpose. You know what I mean? But you can't be transposing every minute, every bar you move to something else and move to something else. And then him, one thing with the DJ, though, is a youth where, listen, you know what I mean? Is a youth where, will, 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 will sit down with you and work it out and make him understand where the thing goes. Me and being a man was like, up to the today day, I mean, I see nothing like me and being a man. You know what I mean? Because people, if people really know where we are come from, Mm-hmm. Up to today, the there is nothing like where I'm being a man on stage. You, know I mean? you have to remember at this time here now. Remember, you you're dealing with the gospel, then you're dealing with cab- cabaret. You're you're going out to Japan, Mexico, states. You're doing all this stuff here. Then you came back. You're playing for Sanchez Junior Tucker. But Beanie Man now is the one that really brought you into the dance hall realm, which yeah. is a completely different ball game you're playing right. Totally different ball game. But what I did. 
when I started working with Beanie Man now, remember, you know, at the, at the time you have Bujibantan, Witaban, you have Shaba, Witaban. So you, you have, you have Yellow Man with him band. You have all of these artists now started having bands. Mm -hmm. So I start thinking that Blaze Band have to be the difference in other thing. Are we going to work with this artist? Are we going? What I started to do now, I start to bring stuff out of the hotel, the style, into the dance hall. So you'll find we're playing a jazz, you'll find we're playing a rock and roll, you'll find we're playing a R&B beat, you know what I mean? So we start merge these things in the dance hall. So being a man become this person away. In an in an set, they will see him just tap and so start dance. Ah, uh, you know, in film things, they just so they so different. Mm -hmm. And it it all because at the time I was playing a musical director role, which I wasn't even getting paid for, which I wasn't I didn't even know that's what I was doing. But I was just there and just wanting the thing to be different from everybody else. Okay, before you even go too far, explain to me exactly what is a musical director and what is what does a musical director do? Well, look, what, what a musical director does, you know, is, all right, we, we you will find this artist and you figure out what the artist is about. The stuff for the artist, how far it ranges, you know, which key is the best key for the artist. So that was what I was doing. I was like fixing the shows, like say, okay, you're going to do this song, the first song, the next song gonna be that. We put the arrangement out, sit down in my house and work out arrangements and stuff. They would get the band. Being a man, be at the time, being a man, hardly used to even come to rehearsal. We were just putting stuff together, and fucking stuff. So the the real job of an of a, of a MD is really putting the show together. Getting it right, getting the music, everything, the keys, them proper key, and all of this. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. You hear so, so we'll be having, we'll be having like at the time rival with Bounty Killer and being man. You have that time you hear Patrick call me and say, "Well, what we had it tonight?" You get me? And I'm here the artist, you know. But you call me and say, "Well, what we had it tonight?" What was that? So I have to tell him, so okay, we're going to start with that and we're going to do that. And yeah, you know, so from the first three songs, and Patrick, everything would know everything all right. And so, so we used to do it. So you hear, you hear, we do a show and me and deal with something. So you hear, best line. You know, I call him, I call me. See, that become a part of the show. You know what I mean? Everywhere. Oh, Lord, best line. So yeah, so the bass, the bass becomes one a part of being a man whole presentation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was it was it was you know it was magical. You know. <laughs> so when you first when you guys had first linked up with Beanie Man, Beanie Man was not this great performer that we know him to be today. Well, Beanie Man has always been a great performer. I would never I would never take that away from Moses. He's as always been a great performer but what what i did when i went when i went there is put it together mm. it make it make it make more sense you know what i mean like yo yeah man this is just going to be and 
touched me my youth. You have done the place. You know? Um, I, I remember we were we were doing a show and something come to me and I said to be in the man, say, yo, we're gonna do what? We're gonna do a tap. You know, you know about tap dance? You know about tap dance and the man say, tap, yeah, me say, yeah, man. You know the thing where they where they put them put them foot on the ground. I'm a show him it. I'm going to say, R. Kelly. Because we have come to Jamaica you know, for a long time when I perform at Jamaica, R. Kelly. R. Kelly, we are going to work with R. Kelly. I'm going to say, yo, DJ, what am I going to do? I'm going to just drop the mic on the ground. I'm going to step on it. And you just go at the mic. And anything you hear me do on the piece, you do it with your foot. And I'm going to go, boop, boop, boop. You just go. <laughs> and I'm start. And it's, as I said to you, in head is like if you have a song, and you want your song, don't make being the man hear it because being the man, we just take that song and that be, make it become his song. Mm -hmm. You get me? That's how we miss him. He's such a talented youth where you can't play with him. You know what I mean? And when we did the top dance thing but over Jamboree, the whole place mash up is like, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like crazy. So, yeah, man, me and being the man was, was like, yo, was like a magical vibe. You know what I mean? All right, because this is a Big, big, huge part of what you've done. So I don't want to leave this too quick. I have some questions for you in this part here. Trust me, boss. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, so you guys first, you guys connected. You guys started to do your stuff. Bounty yeah. Killer now. Because if you linked 92, him and Bounty started to get into things like 93. All yeah. Right? When was the first time you guys started to hear about Bounty Killer? And how did you guys prepare to really deal with Bounty at that time there? No, I'm going to tell you this now. Blaze band becomes the band that every artist in that era wanted to be a part of. You, know? you understand? Every artist, include Bounty Killer. So we used to we used to back Bounty Killer even during the same time we about being him on it. Because remember, I told you we didn't sign a contract. Mm -hmm. So Blaze Band was really a, 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 a what you call it, a juggling band. <laughs> so, <laughs> being man, at the time, being man just was just getting the first preference. Mm -hmm. Got you. So if if a Capitan, oh, we used to buy Capitan too. We used to run with Capitan, we used to run with Bounty Killer. You know what I mean? Barrington, Levy, Shakadimus and Pliers. We used to do all about the place. Mm -hmm. But, but... Only if being a man don't have a job. You get me? Until it reach a point where Patrick Roberts now starts say, yo, no can't back nobody else but being a man. Only shocking by its crew. You see me? So we it start it start bring a vibe. It start bring a vibe that we becomes the 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 resident band for cactus. A cactus it name? The the the, the club the door about more. What them name? Cactus. Cactus. Yeah, man. Okay, so Cactus. We become the resident band for Cactus. So any artists that come work over there, we used to back them. Mm -hmm. So how we how me get to be caught up in a beanie man and bounty killer thing now is that the night when bounty killer for work, blade band up and figure a jaff one with beanie man. So when him come out, when him, when him find out Santa Blaze, but I go fuck him now, him. <laughs> you see me? So this is how the fan catch and start backing Bounty Killer. 
You get me? Cause when him when him come when him come when him go to cactus now, him go up on the mic and say, Hello, hello, tell where I'm set. When him come back, I'm up on caution. So from that day, we never really backbone the killer again. Wow. Yeah. yeah, we never really backbone the killer again. So we start get we start get branded now as the man who I, I, I make being a man thing better than everybody else thing. So nobody else, you know. So we get a big, we get a big fight. You know that see, you know that buy because people figure say, yo, where am I, 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 where all I be in my enemy, then becomes my enemy. Where, where was rough cut in all of this here? No, man, them time the rough cut was really nowhere because um, rough cut was um, doing like what players would do before, juggle with anybody. Remember, rough cut was with 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 um, Shaba. Shaba, yep. Then Shabba thing did kind of calm down. So the, all of the man in like then come back at Jamaica. So Rough Cut was like a band that I would see them. Like I would see Stark more mainly like most of our shows them. He would be like at the front stage and, you know, looking at us and stuff like that. You know? But at, the, at them time, them man, it was just Blaze band. Blaze was the band. And then you have Karshan. And then you did have Rhythm Kings. You know, I still have um um Sagittarius was not doing Sagittarius at the time was not doing a whole lot of work here because Derek has migrated uh, uh, and gone to America also and so it was really Blaze Band was the talk of the town up until two thousand. Mm-hmm. You guys were doing okay. Where was the first place you guys actually flew out with Beanie Man? Well, the first place was was um. In Mobile. That was the first meetup, you know what I mean? And then, um, yo, I can't even tell you after that because it was so much, you know, because being a man thing, being a man thing, this getaway, brother, is like every week, I sometimes three, four times for the week, you have something for do. So, yeah, I don't even remember. I think the next thing that we worked with, the big thing that we worked with him was the student union show. You know? How was that show yeah. there? That show was half a chain, man. Great. And then late in 93, Christmas now, when, we, when the band really got books now, where everybody ever know about Blaze Band now is when we did thing. You did okay. Was this the so you guys were playing for the Beanie Bounty Clash or you guys played the part where Beanie came out before? Beanie, when Beanie came out, because the Beanie Bounty Clash was at the time was was um Sagittarius. Got you. Mm-hmm. So them time that we just go as as Beanie Man unit. And then after that, now then do the then do the the um the, the clash. What was so big about that show where you guys really got your boss at Sting there? Well, um, as I said from earlier on, Derek Barnett was my idol and still is one of the greatest musicians. You know, he's still, he's still a bridge and I give 
all the respect, you know. And if you look at a country with a comatone, it was my target was him. Straight. So when so Sting was like one of the shows where the, you, you, you're done artist and you're done band. When you go up on stage and sting a competition, nobody feel like them when I go over sting or just do some nice thing. And no, once you reach past sting stage, you have to show your colors. You have to show who you is. So the day when my manager called me and tell me, say, yo, sting, we get sting, you know. I said, what? Yeah, man, we we'll get sting. And when we get sting, we never get sting on one little joke where you know, we get sting on that. Big wake up, we have a back like about 40 artists. Okay, so it wasn't um, Beanie alone that you guys were back in that night there? No, no, it wasn't Beanie Man alone. We have a back the show, like a wee, like we do work with Derek Barney to that go do. Mm-hmm. When with Derek Barney to that, through the rule of them years, we know, so when Sting at them band, that's rhythm things and Derek Barney, them, at that, at that show that we get now, where we have a bit of the backing band, a whole host of artists. So, I say, you know, I'm me, me, me thinking of myself and I say, oh, I have to make my mark over that show there, you know. When I show they done, everybody feel talk about me. How am I going to do that? You know what I mean? Because I'm not the greatest bass player. But, yo, me have to, me have, everybody has to talk about me. So the first thing come to my mind is that you have to go over, you can't go over there and see them close your ear, girl. Rehearsal and the same clothes you wear, uh, market. You have to go over there in a costume vibe. So I say, all right, I'm going to go downtown. I'm going to buy a couple of yard of linen, one white linen cloth there. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm going to go to the tailor and explain things to you. I want a trench coat. So I'm going to buy the trench coat. I'm going to build the trench coat. I'm going to buy a white pants. And I buy a, at the time turtleneck at the top. When I wear a turtleneck, you are the man. So I buy a turtleneck with, with white and black. Mm. And the neck, the neck are white. And road as a pure white and black. So it come, it look when you have it on with the, with the white, it have a look, you know what I mean? And I had a, I, at the time I was playing a, a Steinberger. Five string Steinberg, I you know Steinberg and I have no neck. I think I'm the first bass player who bring something like that come to Jamaica too. I don't want nobody quoting upon it, but I feel like that because at the time me never see it before. Me got Japan at the first time me see it with the bike. My cat don't so it new and it pretty and it have a style and me can't roll it up and spin it and it spin like a gig and bass style. You know what I mean? So Shabba did have one song name. Um, I love all of the guns, then. See? So, me just changed the lyrics to them in a Shabba song now, and I said, cards, them tell us, so we have got 15 minutes to open the show, cards. Leng them done here, so Blaze Bonnets are Bonnets, where me sing and all them things, then, you know? So, then give us 15 minutes to open the show. So, when me go past thing the night, you know, when I go up on the stage and look out and see the people, people that me me start shit. <laughs> and I said, oh, man. <laughs> you know? Anyway, me, me don't have a mindset say, right now, 
is do or die this tonight, you know. Some well-dressed. I mean, just by walking out on the stage, the place start making noise. Ah! You know, it's a make, just by the seeing me on the stage, I can me first walk out. Mm-hmm. You know, so I walk out and turn the back to the, to the crowd and I deal with my amp and I fix up my thing them and thing and this song name I love all of the gun them now. Me and my, my band now, we have a nice arm on the thing and we say, and, and we, we just change the lyrics and say, run away all of the gun, the jokes, man. Keep your head clear and crisp. Cause if you take it here with this, then the thing will make you miss and send you down six foot six, six, six. Six, I will echo that, echo that, and we say, when we do that, man, it's like, yo, I feel like a medium, medium shower. <laughs> we heard the crowd lift up. Mm. Yeah. You know, and then we're going on the rhythm now. I'm going to say, this night, this, <laughs> yo, God, the thing turned, the thing turned crazy. You know what I mean? And, at them time that you will have like three, four cameramen on stage. Mm-hmm. And the way all me have gone in a brother. I did three cameramen that for me in them time me I run from one side of the stage to the other. Bees for my head. Fling down the bees from the ground, chop on it all. I know something cause I said me I go out to Derek Barnett tonight, you know. He gave me as well. So a big thing. Yeah, things sure went down nice. Everybody loved the band, loved the thing. But when me ever feel nice now, then I wake up in the morning and my manager drive come on me out with the star and the clean and the everything and my picture me and see. When I eat with my bass and I this this headline, I say, watch out for the bass, man. When you burning down, this, that, that, that. <laughs> you get over, I say. So at that I thought that happened, but I guess everybody starts talking about Blaze Band. Now Blaze Band become a, 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 a household name now. Big boss, man. So Coney Park, um, champion in action. Mm-hmm. You name me show them. Anyway, them the Blaze Band, a Blaze Band are the last band I go on. Because it becomes the big boss. Remember seeing you at like fresh, all of those shows. Fresh. The whole of them showed it. All of them showed it. I don't know man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all this time, you had the same manager that wanted you to deal with Junior Tucker and Sanchez, or you had a same manager, same same person. But you see how that's crazy where you had to follow your dream and you show the manager and say, see, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, Yeah, man. I I want to say up until today, I've never said that to him. Mm -hmm. And and me and that man is still good, good. That man is like my father right now because that big was a bigger man for me. And him still is like my father right now. I mean, never really said that to him yet. You know what I mean? But what I know that in life, you have to know what you worth. And you have to, you can't let nobody at all kill your dream. No matter how much you respect the person, no matter how much you love the person, could be your wife, could be your girlfriend, could you, whosoever, you have to always follow your dream. You have to follow your dream because your dream is your legacy. What you're going to make for yourself. You can't live for another man. 100% true. 100% yeah, true. The band boss now, you guys are doing things now. 
Tell me three memorable shows that you'll never forget, either local or international shows that stick in your mind forever, good, bad, or indifferent. Where these shows I will never forget. All right, three. The one, the one with um, R. Kelly in um, in um, Jamaral, and the reason, one of the reasons why that show was so stand out. It's it's because you know being a man being a man is always an artist where I go jack crowd and fouled and everything. But that show now it was like a different being a man. It was like a different being a man and blaze man in terms of even the songs mm-hmm. and the, the the dress codes and you know it was more it was more like we are performed to a hundred thousand people in a Paris. You understand what I say? And the way how Arkeley was behaving toward us, you know, like he was like the top star mm-hmm. and then he becomes the the nobody to deal with. You get what I say? Yeah, 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 big man thing. And then the next one now is we we did a we did a festival in in I think it was St. Kitts mm-hmm. with with um with Cisco, Cisco kid, same name, right? Cisco from Drew Hill. Yeah, him sing the Tong Tong song. Yeah, 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 with the black. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Him. Yep. At the time, that song was number one on Billboard. So we went to the show. It was like a two night event, and the two artists gonna perform both nights. And when we went to the to the the press conference, he said that. You he, he won't work um before being a man. Because the, the, the promoter wanted him to work before being a man and he said, No, he must the big song or, or, or disrespect the man, disrespect him. So we being a man said, Okay, no problem. We work first. Mm-hmm. And we went into the stadium and worked. When we finished work, when we finished work. And we drove in we, when we were driving out of the stadium, everybody was driving out with us. That was the first night. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> performed to the liquor refracting because the next night now, in run we perform even before before we reached that. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, not tonight. We're not doing this tonight again. Nah, so that stand out, that 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 stand out in 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 a, in a me. But I, I have like four show that I'm. You know, I know it's a three, but I'm no man, cut, like no. Four. Listen, even if you had five, it's okay. You just yeah, continue. So that that kind of stand out, and um, we were on tour, and there was a club in um, new in in um. What a place named Mirage. There was a club called Mirage Club in Ligon. Mm-hmm. And they wanted Beanman to come down up, break the tour and come do a night up there. It was at during the week that we had the time because sometimes on Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, we always have like the afternoon upon tour. So we say, okay, we fly down and do the show. Mm-hmm. And we came down and do the show the night. When we do the show, the same Amount of people that was inside there two times at the same at the people I'm outside. I couldn't hold because inside they couldn't hold nobody else. So yeah. So we had was to do two nights. 
Now, the second night, um, Richard Stevens was on that show. Richard Stevens was on the bill. Now, Richard Stevens had a song at the time with um, Garnet Silk. Get on up, stand up, fight back. We haven't seen Garnet Silk for about a year or probably a month. Because at the time, Garnet Silk was like just not doing any shows. He was going to have a thing and just in at the island. Whatever. He, he, we didn't see him. But we are playing, not knowing that Garnet Silk was backstage as a surprise. Um, Richard Stevens said, oh, stop the banner and say, I'm a surprise. And Garnet Silk appear on the stage in full white. When he came on the stage, Mirage turned upside it off. It's like, it was so much noise, it's like, like it started getting deafening, you know? And he came out like an angel. He came out like humble and just walked to the front of the stage and he stand there and the people was just, he couldn't say nothing. The people were just making noise, 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 noise and, he, and he went like this. And when he put his hand on his lip like this, if there was a pin, listen to this, if there was a pin drop, you could hear it. Everybody quiet, like the noise just ceased. Hmm. So that is one, one, another thing that was stand out in my, in my career. And then the next thing now is a show we did in Japan that I was asked to open and it was like about, probably about 80 to 90,000 people. And I went to the mic and I said, hello. And the crowd go ah, back at me. Not knowing, I don't know if I hello them, say, but they just come back at me. And I said, before, before, I, before I do anything, I want to bless the place. And I want to see all the hands. And I put up my hand like this. And let me tell you this. If it's 80,000 people, probably 100 people under in the year. I say, and, 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 until I can't. It's like, it does, it does too much hands. Hmm. And then I start singing, Glory be to the most high God. I'll be thy name. And the whole place will start to weep. So, <laughs> That is like, that is like the biggest thing. I can't believe it. It's like, even when I finished, Beanie Man came to me and said, Where? Oh, I just miss you play. And you can deal with people. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, I turned to him and I said, Well, Bill's me. Oh, I'm a boy. I'm a brother. I don't know it. Where are the DJ? Some people born with it, or some people have to go to school to learn it. I bother with it. <laughs> you just, it's in you. You know, yeah. this is just, yeah, like it's in me. And so, yeah, we had some crazy times, man. We had some crazy times. I mean, I, I, I witness, I witness people, I witness people, you know, fainting and them have to list them out of venues. <laughs> people have to be fake with them out. Oh my God. People have to be taking them out, taking them out, taking them out. You know what I mean? The, the, the journey, the journey between me and being a man 
it it it's it a standout in my career and you know i don't i don't regret a moment of it you know and i send all respect and you know praises to moses also for the opportunity that he, he gave to me you know i don't know if i did, did my album and release my album and be a solo artist if i'll be a better you know a rich or whatever person right now, but whatever that was, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't treat it for nothing in other world, you know what I mean? So yeah, that 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 journey there. Good, 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 good fight, you know. How easy or how hard was it to really be torn with so many people? Because remember you have the band and you have Shack and Vibes crew. So then that's a big tour, you know, boss. How easy or how hard was it to really tour around with so many people? We we were like family. That is the bit. That that's the only way I can put it. We were like family, and family look out for family. So where the music is concerned, that's a given. But the part that we live together, pour together, eat together, you know, he, he, that 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 part of it is just is just amazing. We we were we were too close. You know what I mean? We were very very close. So it wasn't hard. It was it was a good fight. Did you guys do any studio recording also, or you were just mostly on, you were mostly live shows? By the time, the band itself was mostly live shows. I probably would be the only musician out of the band that ever going to the studio with Beanie Man. Because from a longest time, I love producing and I love, I love the studio. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple of tracks that I work on, you know, that, that, that I play, but only me as a part of the band. That bird did that. Do you remember which tracks they were that you played on? Oh my god. <laughs> um, um yeah, that song with um John Baker. That's his name? Yeah. Yeah. That they do a remix for. I play bass on that song. Um, you know, you know the song too, you know, it's go, uh, Pride and Joy, it's called Pride and Joy, Billy Man and John Baker. Yeah. I play on that. Uh, Steve Biko, I think Steve Biko. Uh, I can't remember. Couple of them, couple of them. much. Couple of them, yeah, yeah, couple of them. All this is going on. Everything is good. When did Rastafari enter your life? Was this while you were you were around the Beanie Man, or this was after the fact? No, that was before Beanie Man. Rastafari, Rastafari came into my life in Japan. In Japan, because, um, while I was in Japan, now with the breed, the ear, the ear, even before the ear started falling out and getting crazy, I started to read some different books, you know, start studying Marcus Giave teachings and start check out Irish Lassie teachings and, you know, it, it, it's more, it's, it was more weed smoking, you know, more meditation, yeah, reggae band and, you know, it, it drawn, it, it, it drawn to you, you know, that you have to start dig deep you now too, because I, I am like the type of person, whatever I am doing, I like to go all the way in, you know what I mean? So this is where I started to study Rastafari movements now and 
I say, you know, so I like that thing, yeah. I like that thing, you know, and then you just start to get serious with it, mm-hmm. you know. So when the year them, when the year them, where the year is concerned, or when the year them start drop out, me just leave them and start using me and I'm just go and twine them now and just make them just like grow and just start just as a rap up. No, but you see how that's even crazy. Remember, the Japanese they wanted a band with be a Rasta man and stuff like. I don't know if this was your intention to deal with Rasta or anything before. No, 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 no that wasn't. That was definitely not. That was far away from my mind. Not, yeah. No Rasta thing never in my life. Mm-hmm. As I said, all my life I was either Jerry Curls or Balling. No, never that thing. Me that pretty boy. Pretty boy. Wally Pachin on my neck and every finger I've on a ring and them kind of energy. You know what I mean? We never that thing about Wally Pop beard and no. You know, we, we were conscious and we were always um, living righteously, you know what I mean? But we never had a think of representing Rasta like how we are doing it. No, you know what I mean? Because you remember, you're coming from a Christian background, so it was always a conscious vibe. Always a conscious vibe. You know, oh, you're thing. Mm-hmm. You know get, we are doing nothing out of the way, you know what I mean? And everybody loves we, you know, it's like, it's like always more love than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right there. With the thing there, I know you were involved with the um, How Stella Got a Groove Back soundtrack. Yeah. Right. How did that come around the same time when you were with Beanie Man or this is after you left? Yeah, that was when I was with Beanie Man also. So How did that come around? Because that's a huge monster mega movie, you know, boss. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were on tour again, came back home and Patrick linked me and said, this is happening at, at the studio. You know, they fly they flew down to do some soundtrack with um Lady Saw and Beaniman. Mm-hmm. But they they wanted to get a bass, they wanna get a a, a, a dance feel. Sorry, of a bass playing thing. Mm-hmm. So I should go down to Hong Kong, you know. I said no problem. Always the opportunity, you know, not to let nothing. You know, I mean, I know women have done everything. So, at the time, I had two bass. I had my paragon, I have my um, owner, and I put the two of them in the car. I have some effects and some stuff and things. And I, when I go down there, I take out the bass, them and carry them in the studio. I see this bridge and I sit down around the console and he introduced himself by my name is Terry Lewis. I say, yeah, well, this is where I'm based, and you know, right. no, this is where I'm current time the base not come from the thing. <laughs> okay, you see the base on the ear. All right. No, so I said, this is where you know I was sent here by Patrick Covers and say, yeah, man, I'm expecting you. And first thing the month out, I'm walking, say, oh, you're prepared for this spread. I so I'm like, you, you really mean business, base man. You really mean business. So he said, he said, what are those I'm gonna say? That's a that's a Steinberger and that's I'm saying, okay, we'll we'll use the Steinberger. We start with the Steinberger. Cause what I realize is that these guys, professional people, them love that kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna pre- present myself that way to them where right now them not have none to say more than us accept what we're going. So yeah, we end up playing bass and couple of the tracks and 
doing background vocals also and can figure out now so I can sing and I can do background vocals and so, so I end up at the bass and background vocals and things. So yeah, well, that was a wicked experience. Even working with Terry Lewis because Terry Lewis was one of the guys that I'm always a watch to, you know, because as I was saying, I love producing and he's a very, 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 very good producer, you know what I mean? Because what, what he did it to me in the studio, he's teaching me he, 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 at that that night it taught me a lot. You understand? It's the first time I realized that I can play five different bass lines for the same song. And this producer is going to take all of these lines, cut them, put them, and put all of this now into one turn. All those five lines into one line. You know? I said, wow. When I listen back to it, I said, God, it's mud. You know? Yeah, so that was a that was a good vibe. But um, Patrick Roberts was the one who hooked it up because Beanie Man, Beanie Man was already a part of the of the project, you know. So and I was at the base. At the time, at the time, also I was very close to beat um to 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 um Lady Sap. Then Lady Sap created a whole history in the dance hall. Also, you know what I mean. So me and Lady Sap was. Was you know was somewhere think <laughs> Listen, hold on. You're not gonna just bring that up and we're gonna gloss over it. Talk to me about the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about that part there. How do you? Guys was, I mean, uh, we had a chemistry, just like oh, man, being man had a chemistry on stage. Man, ladies are had a chemistry on stage where people pay for come see. Mm-hmm. So like you, you will find promoters that is. Calling Lady Star to come to the to, to the state or wherever and they request Blaze Banner part of the thing. Because remember, you know, those days anything you do at Sting, it becomes the thing that you're going to do everywhere. So everybody wants the same thing. So there was this year when Lady Star came to Sting and we were performing and out of nowhere, she just lift up her foot. And put it right across my shoulder up here. So I put the up here, so our our body into me. Yeah. It it, 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 would, it would more like she hugged me with her foot then. <laughs> so our 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 down here. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> the right from my ear. And what I did, I took the base off of my neck now and put it around her. So I'm I'm actually hooking her back now and playing the bass. Meantime, she had she had do fair thing. So that was like that make that make the paper, that make magazine, that make everybody start. That picture go everywhere. So so me and lady side become a thing where people want to sit on stage. So yeah, we had we had a great chemistry. You know? Big up yourself, Mariana. I respect anyway. It does go larger, larger. The king and the queen <laughs> when you work with. She's still my friend up to today day. I mean, up to this morning, we had a long conversation. I mean, our, our first gospel album and our second gospel album, I was um, co-producer on, on those albums also. Okay. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. This is why I like to have these conversations, because as, as I said at the beginning, it's like yeah. you're like this hidden gem that once you're in the <laughs> industry, you know, but there's a lot of people outside of the industry that's heard your work, seen your yeah. work, but does not realize this is Worm's yeah. basis work right here. That's true, man. That's true. 
You know, sometimes sometime between me and brother, sometimes it feels like a design, but we don't try to even think about them things. Because as I said, I always tell people, say, my journey in the music is not about, about, you know, fame and money. And I think my thing is just see, if you make a mark, mm-hmm. you know, if you make a difference, that like some people can benefit from it. I have a song when I say, if I have one soul, you know, when I come to see the world, but I have one person, you know what I mean? So sometimes we still want to, you know, the, the industry that make us feel like we're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it that make us feel like we, we, we're not worthy. But it's a thing where we just can't give up. We have to just keep working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep working oh, yeah. and keep moving forward. Yeah. You and Beanie Man linked up, you and Shaka Vibes linked up, did some amazing things. When did <laughs> things start to get shaky or what happened while you guys stopped playing for Beanie and Rough Cut came in? Uh, well, you know, I told myself that I wasn't, I, I don't want to really talk about the whole thing with me and being a man and the breakup on these things. I never talk about it yet. All, a lot of interviewers, interviewers ask me the same question you asked me. Mm-hmm. I'm just love it and just tell them, say, you know what I mean? Because me, myself, up to today, I can't really even understand, you know, what went down that I can't even put a story to it. <laughs> you get what I said? I just knew that we went to an event and something got on between my manager and his manager, which was Clyde, Clyde, Clyde McKenzie at the time was a part-time, a part-time management. Mm-hmm. And we, the band just get caught up in all of that. Well, I'm well, personally, I will say, as long as Blaze Band is, Blaze not going to back that, back being him on again. And until me dead, Blaze would never but be in him and again. Them kind of something. So it just, it just is never right. What, what went down was unfair. And we just don't want to talk about it, you know, because we don't, we don't want to go into that kind of negative flow there. You know what I mean? Me and Beanie Man good up until today. The Beanie Man was on my album, Reggae Man. As I get there. We're going to get there, don't worry. You know, we don't, we don't have no animosity. And we just don't want to bring up that kind of energy there. Because it's, it's something that can't even explain. Some, some of them things are coming like I just designed to me. Because more well, more well, if you have something where everybody wants, everybody will talk about it. Everybody will run it down. Everybody will say, boy, general style. I wish I made it. Did it so. And it can just break up so easy. That means, say, uh, it's a design. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a design. Me and DJ never, me never tell the DJ say I'm irate and he never tell me say I'm irate yet. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So Sometimes it's, it's something bigger yeah. than the actual people that's, that's involved. It's other people. Other people. You know what I mean? So, yeah. We just, we just, make it, we just take it with a smile and just say the part of the journey. And as me just tell it, say, me give thanks to all of that experience. You know what I mean? Everything we're going there, so it was just a jive for me. Okay, so then without, you said you don't really want to get into that part there. How about this then? How did this make you feel when all of this happened there? Because remember, you're doing all this wonderful stuff. You're going all these things, doing all this. How did it make you now feel as worm base when this whole breakup happened? Bro? 
<laughs> yeah, man, I was distraught, man. Mm-hmm. It's the first time my kids have ever seen me cry. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was unexpected. I mean, we were, we were, it, that happened like the Tuesday and I was supposed to leave to Europe on a tour on Thursday. So my suitcase and everything was packed. You know what I mean? Everything was there to go. You know what I mean? So when all of them things that happened, it hurt, man. It hurt. I'm not going to tell you saying it hurt. Mm-hmm. It hurt me. But me the type of person who bunks back quickly. It's like, he, 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 um, my wife always said to me, say, yo, you take things, everything you take with a smile, everything I joke to you. Because me, me is a person who, me not going to make you keep me down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Me not going to make you keep me down. And it, I went white squall on my mouth. Me not call you and tell us that. Say, me hungry, you got me. Because you know, I have nothing at all over me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But me can tell you, yeah, it hurt. Because we are human beings. We, we, we were actually setting a legacy. We were setting something that, you know, we, we could live off of for the rest of our life. That was my aim. This is why I walk away from my own personal career. Because this is where I say, say, okay, I'm going to invest my time and energy and everything in life to make it be the greatest thing. I thought about, about being a man was, at the time was, we, we, when we work in a man, you find Puff Daddy, you find White Cliff, you find every time we go to New York, all of them, the toppest of the topic artists, them, they behind backstage, you do, you know. One night, White Cliff jump from the bus and him, him drive with it to, to, to Seattle, Washington, before he come off of the bus and New York, him living in the world. Yeah. And I don't work him, I work with you, know. I just reason and just the whole vibe. You know what I mean? And Puff Daddy first year, um, Sean John shirt, them first come out, him send me my personal pocket. Yeah, I'm sending my opinion, man. Carry on, give me to. Because mm-hmm. at that time, he stopped working with me, man. And he go far and the man bring my pockets with him. I say, yo, make sure it's a work like this. Because mm-hmm. we need him and, and the style and everything we bring to the thing. So we really, we really were building something where we never expect. I was when we're dead. Mm-hmm. Or we get injured or something. This is because we live like a family. So we don't expect that to happen. But when it happens, we don't cry. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't drop and say we're dead. We bounce back. Did the band break up at this time here or you guys continued on doing your thing we, after? We, 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 we continue. Because right, right away after being a man thing done 2000, late down in 2000, we create a, a tour, Blaze Band Tour, which the first tour that we did, we did it. We did it with Sean Fan, Lady Sam, ARP, the group ARP, and Amy Wynan. That, that, that tour was Blaze Band Tour. Yeah. And we did about four weeks out of the road with that. I mean, Sean Paul has never done a tour like that. Him on, him on Vegas had a big song at the time. Mm-hmm. Vegas was touring in a caravan while we were touring in a big tour bus. That blaze put on. Mm-hmm. You understand? But then again, financial wise, we go off on the road. Things get crazy because people start out some more money than we were them bargaining for and stuff like that. So we just did that one thing and never go back. Mm-hmm. 
But all that again was something that we were trying to set that we, we had, like we won't tour. You know? And then after that, now we started touring with doing more show now with Chakademus and players and Barrington Levy and you know, where we gone back to the group now where everybody wanted to call me until it take time. It take time start go far. Cause my interest start change. Me start me can about the disrespects and my me start think different. Because as you said earlier, because remember, if you guys are Beanie Man's band at that time, any enemies or any bad vibes or anything that's not too right is gonna fall back on you guys. So even after you break up. The same vibes is still there because remember the names you just told me are not hardcore dancehall acts. This is more no. to the singing you're gonna know, you know. Yeah, you gone know? right back to the yeah. singing. Yeah, because Blaze Band was that kind of band. It, it is an all rounder band because remember all of Blaze Band members are working in the hotel. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we we know different different style of music and our thing. It was easy for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. There's one thing before I get out of the situation that I forgot to bring up for you. I know that you modeled for French Vogue. When yeah. did that come up in your career? That happened, um, um, I think uh, it was before. It was after I came back from Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happened. That, that again was an experience again. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the first, the first Jamaican near that, that modeled for French world, you know, that's I, but the thing is, I don't know if that is my downfall. Um, I don't, I like things. I, I barely talk about things and I'll do things and some other things. Them, some people that run with and make up a whole heap and I said, I just make it go on, you know what I mean? So probably no, even this, 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 this interview, people are going to say, ah, when just say, yeah, because mm -hmm. that's something I really publish and talk about and yeah, but it was a good vibe. And even when I was in Japan, I used to model also. Okay. I used to, I used to do finger model mm -hmm. though. They, they, they would just fix up my hand with all kind of jewelry mm -hmm. and if they're selling this phone. I would be the one who have it on my neck or whatever, anything, bottles, perfume, whatever. I used to do that. Made a lot of money from that also. And that was just a side hustle, a quickly. That you was just a go side hustle. I, 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 I first, a lady came to the club one night and saw me playing. And she said to me, would you, would you, would you think about doing some finger modeling? That, that, that at the time, I don't even know what she's talking about. You see, your fingers are very sexy. They look very nice. <laughs> I could do, I could do wonders with those fingers. Some say, okay. She said, okay, let's do it. I said, sure. And we, we just start doing that. There was big, there's a big business at your farm. Mm -hmm. mm. That's so crazy there, boss. Did your stuff now. Okay. You guys went, you guys went with me and man, that didn't work out. You guys did your tour, came back to, the band now started to basically fall apart. So what was your next move now as Worm Base to really establish yourself back into the business? So, um, as I said, we used to travel with Barrington Levy, you know, Shakademus and Pliers a lot, like Africa, Canada, all over the place, we'd go with them. Mm -hmm. So this show was in Canada. 
And I went to Canada. When we went to the airport, when I came out to the airport now, the limousine came, but it couldn't hold all of us. So I said to the, the promoter, I said to me, said, come ride with me, man. I said, sure, no problem. I'm just going to film van. So while we in van, I go back at the airport, at the club, at the, um, I go to the, the hotel. He said to me, said, he have a company. And he might look a, a, a production manager for your company. If I would be interested, I'd never been a production manager. <laughs> at the time when he said production manager, I kind of not him too to understand mm-hmm. when really I thought about you know, but you know, said, well, yeah, we can try it as we can go on. You know, yeah, so we can go on. So we really want to do. And he said to me, say, yo, yo, mother, we just want you to come in and work in the studio and work on the production them and, you know, help with the producing. And I say, okay, I that. All right, sure, no problem. So that becomes now my next venture into the music business where it's a different style of going in, you know, because I'm going to live in the studio now. I'm not up on stage no more, mm-hmm. you know? And this and is with Explorer. That with Explorer recording. Yeah. So, so you, were, you were based in Jamaica or based in Canada at that time there? Well, I was going back and forth. As I used to spend a lot of time in Canada, like six months or seven months, you know. I used to live, live over in Jane and Fincher. I have my own apartment and everything. And, you know? Yeah. So I, 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 I stayed there for a little while. You know, <laughs> go out some crazy work also. At the time, I I had I was working with also. I had an artist that I was venturing into management and production with him. So I actually bring him over with me. So whatever I'm doing in 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 Canada, he, he becomes a part of it. One, you know, build a nice relationship with him, create the album and. Go on, go on to explore a thing, kind of die out also, and still I work with him. I build my company, and one day he just called me and said to me, say, you want to have a sit down with me? He said, I come in, he come, and he said to me, say, some woman approach him, and him want to, they want to do some work with him, but they don't want to use, is they don't want to work with me. Straight up. Some say, what if I show you my contract that I have with you? Because from you come to me, consider that. And there's something I think about for doing that. So if me show you my contract, I had a production contract with him and I had some management contract. So I said, if me show you that, would we still be friends? Would we still work together? And he boy on the head, so. Mm-hmm. And he made now come up. So I just said to him, say, I'm brother, and I said, all right, what do you think? So that was the parting with him, mm-hmm. you know, Explorer. And when the owner of Explorer was still good, we still, you know, but now it's like, we leave alone again, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I know when you were, when you were at Explorer, one of the bigger songs that you guys produced on the Explorer, I think that time there was a Marvia Providence. Hear yeah. my cry, hear my cry, Lord. Yeah, 
Yeah. And we did an we did a complete album also back off the wall with Shakadimas and Plan. That has been released. Mm-hmm. This was and, uh, 2005 you guys did that. Yeah, 2000, two, I think 2005, 2006, somewhere there. And also an album which, uh, with Everton Blender also. Mm-hmm. It's my time. Right. And we did an album with Blessed also. Yes. But and, that was a reggae time. Yeah. Yeah. And then we did we did some songs with Frankie Wilmot, but the, the, the album didn't come out for some reason. The album never released. Steve Knight also, mm-hmm. you know. Congos. Um, Yep. Apache Indian. Yep. <laughs> you know what's going down. We did a research, eh? <laughs> yeah, man. So we did, a, we did a whole lot of work. Plus, we did the, we did, we did events too. So we, we went to our South Africa with a show and stuff like that. I remember talking about that. I remember there was a show you guys did in Toronto. This was headlined by Barrington Levy. Kiprich yeah. was on the show, and the yeah. artists were on the show. My brethren, Generalus, he was on yeah. it. Blessed was on it. Um, yeah. It was enough of them that was on. It was at this place named Luxor, out in the so, West. So, so that show was the same time when we met, when I met up with Ed. Got you. Yeah, so that that was that was what bring this bring the whole Explorer realm together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be- yeah, man. So... From Explorer now, we came back to Jamaica and go deep now into the production. So I I, I started a company called Jabberet, Jabberet New Limited. And um, we I started to record different, different acts. You know? A lot of songs them didn't get a chance to come out. And the reason was that because I was concentrating so much on this artist prophecy, mm-hmm. I was reluctant by putting out the rest of artists because I wanted to get his album out first and get him out before I started to do the various artists kind of energy. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, after, after like about eight years, that never worked out, left alone again. I went to my bed one night and I dreamt that I was performing to a crowd and singing a song, you know? Mm-hmm. I wake up out of the dream and just grab the phone and sing down what I could remember from the dream. And when I woke up in the morning and listened to what I was singing, it was like, no, this is not real. You know, this is crazy because the song I say, Who changed the plan? Who is the one? Who changed the plan? I want to know who is the one. Everything was going on fine until you came along. You came and messed up things now. It's slipping out your hands. But if you are the sheriff, Lord, I'm going to shut you down and if you are a crazy ballad i'm running you out of my town hey, nah, nah, nah. so what what is <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it basically sound like it's referring to my situation my situation that i'm in now who changed the plan mm-hmm. 
So I got excited. And at the time, Teresa Sweet Tea was my um my musical um she used to be our, our publicist. Mm -hmm. So I called her and I was saying, I was explaining to her what happened, you know. And she said to me that, you know, we're probably, probably now is the time for you all to step out on the front, back, on the front line. Mm -hmm. You know, probably at that, the Almighty, I said to you, go out there and do the thing. And um, I said to her that, no, I'm not interested into that. I'm going to find the next artist and bring them again because we can't do that, mm -hmm. you know? Anyway, some time passed and the idea did it, but we're not paying no mind, you know? And she again, she called me and said to me that um, um, the, the Canada, the, the Toronto Star editor is coming to Jamaica to do cover Rebel Salute and he wants like somebody to pick him up at the airport, trying to shop around with him. So I went, I said, okay, I'll do it. Not doing anything right now, so we can do that. So I went to pick him up at the airport. On my way over, he said to me, into Kingston, he said to me that um, he wants to go into the studio, Tough Camp. So, you know, I had my bridging working in Tough Kong, so it would be for me to easy to line up and visit like that, you know what I mean? So I said to him, sure, no problem, we could do that. Anyway, when when we keep, we keep driving and him said to me that, you know, I don't really just want to go and look, you know, I want to see the studio operate. I want to take pictures and do stuff with the studio. And I said, oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm starting about it. Same time, my head started run wild again. I would start thinking about it. And we say, all right, put some people together. I can do that. Put some people together and say, studio again. Mm -hmm. So this is now where worm bees is going to burn now. You know, I will go into the studio with the sound, the plan that was the sound. Yes. You know? Daniki was in the studio at the day and Lenaman was in the studio also with me. And Daniki turned to me and said, Boy, Remy, a surprise me, Bridget. It's like, if you get three more songs like this, you're not have to sing a next song for the rest of your life. You know? So that motivated me and just let me feel like, say, Well, I'm an artist then. You know? So from there, so no turning back. That's the soul. That's where worm based bird and that's how worm based start concentrate on worm based now and now but i'm produced an artist i'm just me me i deal it straight every day now so you know what, what, what did you end up doing with that album that you had had recorded the first album that you had recorded you know so that album is still in my back <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that album. I have, I have the album on on a real trail, twenty four track tapes, mm -hmm. and I have it on at that tape. Yeah, I'm so I see. We never do nothing to it. It's still here. Um, I have a video for the stop that train was. There was a song called "Stop That Train." I wanna wait on. That was a lead track for the album. So we did a video for it. I still have the video. Never shown nobody don't know that video. I still have that video. 
And I have all of the tracks them say, well-produced album, you know, because you know, Barrio here, you know, play. And most of the tracks them him play also, play instrument and them, real guidance, perfect album. You know, but I never do anything to it. I'm thinking one of these days I'm going to, I'm going to just, just put it out. Yeah. Put it out as, as like the last album, you know, like when people use yeah. you know, the albums and then there's one body of work people have never heard before. Never heard. It's yeah. The last album. I, yeah. I think one of these days I'm just going to just say, I'll release this album. But yeah, man, but it's still here and have great shots on it. I, I also have a chuck on it um, called um, Diamonds and Pearls that I read you from, from Prince. Because Prince is like, like my favorite artist. Okay. Yeah, let's tell him. So yeah, I have, a, I have a reading of Diamonds and Pearls, Stop That Chain. Um, and I also have a chuck on it called War and Crime, where when I'm looking at what's happening now, it, it was like I was seeing this from now. What's gonna happen today? So I listen to my chaps and it's like, yo, it's like you was we are your time, yo. <laughs> yeah, cause even the plan, the plan become the pandemic. Mm. That song is from twenty six, from twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen release, twenty fifteen. But when you listen to the plan now, it's relevant really like it's today, like the whole pandemic and the whole thing it talk about. It talk about camera and every corner. It at that about border, it at that about all of these things, puppet master, it at that about all of these things that is happening, no? It was a vision you got. And remember, you didn't say that you sat down and wrote the song, you know. This no, no, no. a dream. I want to tell you this. Most of my songs, they must have them coming in. Yeah. So really, for fuck, I am not the writer of my, most of my songs. Them, my songs, them are the almighty, right? Them give me in. I am, I am really just a messenger. I am just really sending out the message. So my song, them really, that's why I hear them songs. So them, they might come from a different place. Yeah, they might come from a different place, my brother. It's, it, it's serious. And I like a joke thing. Mm -hmm. You know, most of my songs, them are in a, in a street, I get them. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't write song. I don't have no song I write out. It just come them forward. It just forward from everywhere. <laughs> the energy you understand yeah, even that same yeah, song the plant it's a real heavy bass rubber dub real reggae sounding but yeah, man, that man. rolled into your album reggae yeah, man. yeah reggae man mm -hmm. how did you come so, up with this reggae man album now well after i did after, you know you actually you know the, the plan the plan is not the first song that i recorded for the reggae man album that wasn't I should say, I should say that the plan is not the first song. Mm -hmm. The first song that recorded, but I recorded the song, but I wasn't thinking of being an artist and singing it and whatever. I just recorded it. I was having, we were, I was working at a, a studio in Kingston um, called Kings of Kings, you know, that was, that was, um, I lived right in there. I lived Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a studio. So I, I, I got the opportunity to be, the production manager for that, that old vibe. So I was there every day working. And the, the whole thing came up with um, Dodos. And we were behind the stage, behind the studio, there was this big mango tree. We were holy power, we always sit down around there at the daytime on this reason. So we were reasoning about the whole vibe with, with, with Dodos and how the police, them treat it and the whole thing. And we had this big conversation. About 15 people, like out of the 15 people, about 
10 artists, mm-hmm. real artists. And when we finish, everybody walk away. Yo, where we see and everybody gone and we had, we had the engineer, and me and the engineer and the next virgin left back. And I look, I'm still there, I said things, I blows on straight, look how, look on the big conversation that we have. And none of them artists are going to come up with a song out of I said, so them times I used to write a lot. I used to write a lot of songs for different, different artists. Okay. So, so I said to him, say, I said to my engineer, Mikey, say, yo, me have a song. I come out to that song with it. Come on, go build the rhythm. So we go in at the studio, fly up the board and turn on the street. I'm in the studio and we start work. We start work. I tell him, because I have everything in my head. Just a, just a pour out like a river. And I say, yo, make the drum sound. So yeah, I play the bass this. I'm a play and we play, 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 get the rhythm done. Call Dalton Brownie. Dalton Brownie come in playing guitar and rhythm set. And we just go around there and just, and just sing the song. Bring back the paradise. The paradise. Bring back the paradise. Marcus Gaffer bring the message and Bob Marley come bless it and Peter touch him set it and why you wanna wreck it and I mean just a good song. So that song up. So I had that song record and just as it on the system and I'm not paying no mind and so I wait for the right artist to come so I say yo do that song here mm-hmm. you understand so no that song that about itself I'm not paying no mind because at the time I work with prophecy so I don't think about for be a singer but I don't know what the prophecy bring back the paradise because that was the theme style so right. we just have them song there and I say well when the right man come to we will just play that demo your theme and make him hear that thing uh, with us mass it up. So then we go so boom and do the plan. You know, go so do, do, do the plan. Then we go so boom. And remember bring back the paradise now. Then we go so boom and, and fly up and bring back the car. Artists may gonna be now with us. So me I look song now. I have a plan song me. I bring back the paradise where we did do from them long time. So I bring it up back now and say put a song in bad. So we send the song now, go mix the song. And the song mix and come back and the song bad and I play it in my car and I play it in my car and I do it out of King's Plaza and Red Rose drive up and him said to me, say, boom, boy, you know, say, I'm just a come from up a beanie, man. Are you them up there talk about the whole evening at the end of the day up there with one of them? I said, what, what go on? And then when I say, yo, the DJ was a reminisce from some days where you're you so far and way, 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 way. And I say, so where am they now? I'm up there. And, and him say, yeah, man, I'm up there, man. And I just say, well, I check you. I never check being a man for the whole time I've been a man. But I never got checked being a man or nothing, you know. Okay. This is the first time now I ever check what being a man. You understand? I'm going to drive, go find place. And come out of my car and the man just said, no, I never see you. No, I Big excitement. So I got to him and I said, DJ, what's going on? I said, yo, that man, good to see you, my brother. I said, you know, sir, I have a song that I want you to do a first planet for me. And I said, what? You have a song? And I said, yeah, man, I have a song that I want you to do a first planet for me, man. And I said, no, sir, I heard, man. Tell you what. You see, next week, Tuesday, come back, come check me the same time here. Next week, Tuesday. And I saw go away, cause me, you know, so me, as I tell him, he's not a man with Terry, meaning that the crowd thing and them something there. So I go jump back in my car and go away. Next week, first, I make sure I'm dead at the same time. So I went back, go in the studio, 
he was in the he was in the restroom and then brother knocked the door and said, Yo, where are we coming up? And him, him shout from out of the, the bathroom and say, Yo, just clear up the studio and where am I soon come? He said, Clear up the studio. And I remember saying, I'm going to do him duck flip. Then I'm going to do much him sound, man. You know? When me reach the man, just take out everybody up back out of the studio and say, Yo, come here. What you say? Oh, it's I'm going to go. I'm going to put you in the song. I also had a verse written for him. Okay. So when him come, him, him listen to when I write down him because I demo it and everything and it did it and him listen to it and him say, him going to the mood and attempt it a little bit and then say, Yo, um, John was star, you know, so I'm not the year verse though, and the king I go up on this and me have to write my whole thing. <laughs> you know, the virgin of me and him for where me and him go up, you know, he look for me and guys, just have a face turn, funny card. No one must sang for certain a certain so in a certain kind of way. So I bridge and look for me and said, I'm wearing my fire, no calf being the man, calf on it, I be the man. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Anything at all, him said, just work with it. I'm sorry, I said, all right, man, do it. And he just comes up, this is the love that my bird. Jimmy, come and leave from a company here. Me no matter how much of the money want to work. Me get a visa to go to America to work. Come back home and party like dirt. Me see girl in a pants and shorts and skirt. Jimmy, you can't read paradise pants. I read some of the because you see that song what i like with it it's it's a reggae song yes but it's a reggae song like how third world would have yep. done reggae that big type of sound to it yeah man yeah man yeah man yeah man I, I have to give I have to give all uh, enough enough ratings and praises also to Steely, I mean Cleavy, mm -hmm. because he was the one who took the song now and bring it to a next level in terms of how he mix it. You know what I mean? And him add some little fang dangles in it to and turn it into this this big mega thing now, like a house mixed with dance and you know you can't sing you can't sing like up the Charlie. You can't sing that panic. The, 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 the Peter Tuck song, you can't sing. Now that we found up, you can't do all of that kind of energy that for it. So it, it just, it just, a, it just a summary. Mm. Me just love it. You know what I mean? Me just love it. We, I, I, I'll never get the opportunity to perform it live with being a man. But I know that the time will come. But I studied it for so I can do it just like him. You know what I mean? So every time I'm performing it, man, it's just one of, one of the songs that I'm set to, I just look forward to perform to. Big, big oh. song there. And your actual lead single off of the album was um, Reggae Man. This is another one that has that big reggae sound. It reminds yes. me of something like, something like Inner Circle. Bad <laughs> boys. Yes, you know, you know, you know, you I'm afraid of you. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so this is why I named it. That's why I call it Reggae Montina because, all right, you think, you know, how me see myself, I see myself like a, like a person who, who, who absorb reggae, like, yo, know, I me mean? like a reggae sponge, you know what I mean? So 
all of these reggae music and them international reggae and the big artists them and everything. Me know the whole of them. I'm a study the formula. You get what I'm saying? So I'm saying, if I am going to be an artist, I don't want you to brand me as a bass player that is trying to do something. You know what I mean? I don't want that. I want when you, when you hear my album, you're supposed to say, well, this man has sound like him. I sing for 40 years ago. I love this thing. So I start pre on the level, they say, when I put out my song, them, my song them for have that kind of vibe there. So you can't say, boom, God, this sound like a, a bad boy I listen to. I heard this sound like, you know, you, you, can't, you can't carry it on lower than that. It has to up there, high up in the ear like everybody else. So, yeah, you're right. That, that's the song that I was thinking about. That's the song I was thinking about when I was creating <laughs> Reggae Man. When you, when you listen to it, it has its real big body again, where you could tell this isn't just a little small production. It's no. big and sound. It has that big sound to it. You understand? Yeah. yeah. And then the next thing, though, I, I tell myself that without a company, without a company behind me, and I have to be finding money to all of my production, I am not going to compromise my sound. So this album, Regeman, took me about six years to complete, you know. And all Regeman come to is a lot of favorite. Like I'm on the account, and I should have said, yo, where am I come play a baseline for me? How much you charge? And I said, well, I charge two bills to the line, you know, but not pay me. Just give me that and give me that. I'm, I, I saw my album come through, you know what I mean? You, you, you find some man all a peer musician to play for my song because him have the favor that for me. You get me? So I'm on a book at three hours and him, him only the two. I'm say, all right, don't feel me. Just give me that one over there. I'm going to take that over there and refer something for my album. So my album come through that kind of energy there. You get me? And my album have the top of top people, like Steven Stanley, all kind of people mix okay. my album. You know what I mean? It's no joke, but it's my own money. It's just, it's just from me. It's no company. And this is why, again, for this album that I'm currently working on, it's taking a while too because you don't know the pandemic coming. No work, no go on nothing. So, we, but me not compromise. Me not take up a little computer and knock up a little thing and say this is the album. No, no, no. It but you're, me. you're a musician. You would almost feel bad, like you'd be cheating yourself yeah. by doing the shortcut because you're a bona fide musician. Well, you have people. You have musicians who do that. You have people who hustle the thing. And, and, and sell out the thing and, and, and say, at least I represent the thing. But me can't do that. If me have to do it, it have to be, it have to be that thing the way everybody have to feel it and say, yo, trust me. I don't know normal something this. No, it can't be normal. From me, Balvinite, it cannot be normal. Big right there. The album came out, it was 2015, the album came out. How did, how did it do? Or how is it even still doing to this day? This album is still new as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. This album is still new and it's just it just um it, Africa just start pick it up. Okay. Let's put it like this. Certain people, certain places. I mean, the other day a girl in England wrote do a blog on, on the same song, The Plan, and she wrote, Oh, brand new song from Ron Bass. Song of the time and way, way, way. She don't even do her research and she said, This song was released from 2015. But it just knows she had a tip. You get her right, eh? So the album for me, this is one of the reasons why I don't do an next album yet too, because Reggae Man's to me still not do nothing yet. You know? So, you're still working the album. 
Yeah, it's still working. I'm, I'm still working it. There's people who much in millions of people still don't hear me sing yes. So the album, the album is still waiting. It's like it's like um Earth around red with with with, with um spice. For mm-hmm. 14 years after releasing it, it becomes the hit song. So I saw me look for my music. My music is not for dying. My music is for live. So to answer your question, Reggae Man is doing well and still doing well. You know what I mean? Very good. Yeah. Because I know another, this right here, this is a monster. You linked up with a collective called Inadiyad. All right. Yes. This is yes. with like 17 artists, musicians, everything in it. Judy Moore, Ken Booth, um, Jad Nine, Kiras I, um, so many of you guys, Horse Andy, so many of you guys. How did you guys come up with this collective here? Because that's that's wild altogether. All right. So a couple of years ago, um, Winston Makanov, um, with a with a company in, in France, did a collaboration with China Simit and you know I, I can't remember all of these guys, but the same Cedric Might and, and Kidasai and Kush Makanov and so they did that. 2008, before that, 2008, I did a tour with Winston Makanov in France, the Nostradamus store. Mm-hmm. And um, um China Simit was the guitarist in the group that we were touring with at the time. So what they would do before Makanov come out with the big band, they would make Shinan Simit do like a 15-minute set with his, with, that, with, that, with his acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Now, that bird in the yard, that was, that was where the idea come from. Like, whoa, this can't work because it used to work. Mm-hmm. Like with this one man out there, oh, I'm gone in my backyard. And, it's the, and the whole place had done. You get me? So them decided, say, okay, them I'll put this thing together. I didn't have anything in my head no time at all that I was going to be a part of that because that was not my kind of vibe at the time. See me? But we did the tour, the reggae tour, the Nostradamus tour, and it was successful and everything was good. And then Bill, in the yard, they didn't call me to play bass. There was other bass player and everything doing them thing. Anyway, she just... China Simit and the company seemed like they fought the fallout. So they've started farming some different people with the same name in the yard. Mm-hmm. Farm them one again. Um, I wasn't apartheid either, you know. But Winston Makanoff always keep a link with me. Mm-hmm. So they came, the people they came down from France now to, to do the in the yard album. Winston Makanoff, Dave, to record now, him said, him don't want the bass player from the inner the yard to do theme thing. He want me to come do theme thing exclusively. Mm-hmm. So I went and do his thing. Now, when I do his songs, well, about three songs I saw he was going to do on the album, and I did his, his three songs, actually put them together, like telling musicians what to play and whatever, whatever. Working like that, like you know, mm-hmm. the rest of the artists them get jealous, and every artist now want me to play for them song, which even some of them play already. So I was like, no man, I can't do that man because you know, no don't want nobody do that to me. Me, no don't want nobody, you know. Mm-hmm. So a few of them 
me play them, me play back for them and get my money and me go on my business. Now I think both in the yard again. Now that for me, that was just like a one-off thing I'm going to do as a bass player. Mm-hmm. I was in Connecticut and I got a call from the company in, um, in France. Where in bass? How would you be interested in coming to do a tour with in the yard? So I said, tour with in the yard. Then what I'm to do in the yard, bass player. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, me know the youth. Not, not knowing any story, don't know what happened to them or anything. So I was just figure, trying to figure out what was going on. So the, 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 the guy said to me that, um, them having some kind of issue with him, but they need somebody to, to finish the tour and whatever, whatever. Not telling me what the problem is or anything. So I said, I turned to my wife and I said, yo, so he said, and she I said, well, I'm going to deal with it, man. Oh, yeah, so I'm going to deal with it. So I'm going to go, so boom, I'm going to go over there. Now, when I got there, do a couple of rehearsals and ready, the, the, the man came to me and said, he wants to play back the album. Is me? So I end up playing back the album. Every, every bass line with the, art, with the other bass man that play me, end up playing them, play back them over in my style, my, my thing, change up some of them and whatever. Mm-hmm. So that just get bigger and bigger and grow and grow and grow. Everybody just love where I'm on. It does more and more and more and more and more, you know, till we end up doing a movie documentary and I just, I just, just since this too, last year, everything just died on because the whole COVID issue and thing. We went 2019 and do the, the, the promotional tour for the movie. Mm-hmm. We need to go now 2020 to done the place, you know, and the, the whole pandemic came and just mess up all of that. I, right now, I don't even know where it stands, but yeah, well, we have a movie out there now and Anything can happen. Any game can play. Because I know it showed in like Canes and those places. And in the trailer, you're actually the first person you hear speaking in the trailer. Yeah. So where the movie is concerned, oh, um, where them called? Um, this big magazine company in America there. Um, Rolling, Rolling Stone. Stone. Yeah, Rolling Stone um, vote, me, vote me as, as um, the best punchline. So it becomes the trailer. It becomes a punchline for the trailer and everything. You know what I mean? Some countries have diamonds, some countries have pearl, but we have reggae music. So them figures are saying that is one of the biggest thing ever says. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I'm going to tell you something now. Uh, I, was in, I was in Connecticut and we were on tour and they told us that we're going to come down and shoot this movie. But basically the movie... Is around Ken Booth, um, Winston Makanov, Cedric Might, and these the artists them. Then we are the supporting actor. We're gonna play and stuff. Excuse me. So the man, the, the the manager said to me that they're not going to need me until a certain time. So I'm just in Connecticut and just waiting until that time come that I can get to come down and do the music part of it. Mm-hmm. But then a friend of mine called me, the Raja, big up herself, called me and said to me, Sir, you know, I come down. 
the man, the man interview the world of we, you know, the man, the man come out everybody yard and I can't go out boat and I interview you only, you alone I get interviewed yet, you know. And I said, what you say? Only you alone, only you alone, the man that I talk to yet. So I say, all right then, I go come. So I go say, I book a flight and come to Jamaica. I come to Jamaica like about two days before we actually worked with, I was actually supposed to be here. I came in like about two days before the time. So I went up to the place where they had and I was talking and I said, King, I'm left me out of the thing. On, 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 on. Wow, I'm not a part of the yard. Wow, I'm just a guest here or something. Well, I don't do this. I'm not involved. So the, the one of the brothers said to me, Sir, where is a overlook? I don't even understand why you're in it or whatever. So he bring me to the director now. And I said to the director, I say, oh, Mr. Shop, Peter, Peter Weber or something like that his name is. And I said, Mr. Weber, you know, I said, we'll overlook the base man and him not getting an interview. And the man turned to him and said to him, say, oh, I'm sorry, man, but I got enough interviews. I don't need any more interviews right in front of me. I feel so bad and I feel hurt. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I rolled my composure and just easy myself. And so I said, Jazz, I see Ali doing anything I said, you know? So the first day, you know, the first day of the recording, when I go to the recording, they had the cameras, them set up on this bridge, and I have the camera. And I see the, the, the director going and he's coming and watch him, you know, because me feel like me left out. So I watch him and I see him going at the man ears and, and say something. And when he walk with the man, he turn the camera around and just put it on me. Hmm. And for the whole day, the camera is there on me. If, if I get up on the bathroom, the man get up, because French people, let me know what they're saying. <laughs> if I get up on the bathroom, the man get up and come out of the bathroom with me. Anything may I eat, the man have the camera up on me. So I say, oh, go on. Anyway, the night when I was going home now, the same manager you would call me and say, yo, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing, but the, the man said, the, 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 um, the director said, I'm have an interview with you. I said, what? The man said, yeah, I'm saying I have to interview you. The man said, the man did done say, no, I'm not in a spot for interview with him. <laughs> So I said, all right, I sent Thomas, I come from my and eat up on my yard. My original yard, I sent Thomas, because I don't care everybody to have Portland. I don't care about Westmoreland, I don't go everywhere, so I don't have to come on my yard. So I said, sent Thomas. The man called back and said, man, he can't go to St. Thomas. He will, he, will, he will interview me, but he can't do it at St. Thomas. So I said, all right then, I don't forget about interview thing, man. Everything good. I may mean, get mad, you know? Mm -hmm. I say everything good, but meantime, I talk, I drive now, I carry and the thoughts are coming to me. And then I say, Yeah, you know, I call Mr. Francis, right? Francis, or own mixing now. Mm -hmm. And I say, Mr. Francis, you know, there's some people that come from foreign and do a little thing and they want to interview me. I think I could do it now, yes, you know. And the man say, Oh, yeah, sir, man, you know, sir, mixing lab, we have family, a year, a year place to understand me what time and when. Mm -hmm. So same time he excited and I called him back and I said, okay, tell him that we're doing it in Mixing Lab Studio. He said, Mixing Lab Studio, which studio is that? I said, one of the biggest studios in Jamaica. And then he, he, he relayed the message and then he called back and said, okay, they say 7 o'clock tomorrow, man. And he said, good. Call back, Mr. Ryan, Mr. Ryan. He said, 7 o'clock. He said, yeah, man, the studio will open. Just come. So I'm going at the studio now. The man... Look for the place and the man said to me, you're very smart. You know that we don't have nothing like this in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, man said, 
<laughs> you are very smart to bring us here. We don't have nothing like this in the movie. We said to be the glory, you know? Mm-hmm. To be the glory. And him start interviewing me you now and he asks me a question and then you answer. Some countries have diamonds, some countries have pearls. But we in Jamaica here, we have the reggae music. The cut and say, oh, cut, cut, cut. Say, Let me tell you this. If nothing else is not going on the movie, I can guarantee you that what you just said a while going to be in the movie. The man said, I don't have to interview anymore. I don't even have to say anything else to you. You already said it. But we're just going to continue the interview. And the man just continue the interview and we just drop off and turn them, get me a drive out and be man. Them take like a lot in the movie to a rare, you get me? And when we look, the stone that the pillar refused to become dead kind of stone, brother. So you see, you know, everything we have, they have to just give Jah the glory and the humble yourself. That's easy. You know, don't make it get over your card. You'll probably lose your chance. You know? So, as something becomes the, the me get nominated as the best punchline of the movie. With all, with all of those mega artists, mega stars in, in, in the movie. Your, your life, from what this little conversation, because remember, we're only talking about 5% of your life in this year. Your life is like a movie script, boss, where it's like, <laughs> this just happened because I happened to be here. This just happened. Yeah. Song I dreamed. This, your life is nothing short of a movie. That's you, man. But with all of this, my brother, I'm going to tell you the truth. Me, me just, me just have to just give thanks to family. I'm going to give thanks to my family. They're most patient with me because. Uh, I'm not really making this lot of money and, you know, people would figure say, oh, them, them people are well, all right and thing. But no, we have to just give songs to the people who are keep we going, who we can call upon and say, oh, you know, so I have a student session today, but I shot $100 and I say, no problem. It's not question me. So I have to just, you know, all of me. It have to be, it just have to be a whole cohesiveness and me alone and the whole family, the whole team. He get on and say, the whole away. Just, just have to say, people keep on and say, well, don't give up, man. We ask someone, you are the greatest. You are the this, you are the that. Just push, just keep on doing it. You know what I mean? And that's how we are doing And that's why a lot of people probably don't know about it and don't know nothing because we not push up in nobody, we not run to tell nobody the whole story. You get what I'm saying? You see, after this conversation comes out, they're going yeah. to learn today, boss. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can tell you this. I mean, it's a good energy with the eye because normally we not even talk so much. We not even tell people so much things. You know what I mean? So, yeah, them, like, I won't point interview with but this one, people are going to hear some things that they never hear before for sure. Thank yeah. you for sitting down and actually making this happen. Because as I said, I know that you're one of those hidden gems that the wider people are going to really discover said, holy smokes, this is the man we saw on stage. This is what we heard. Okay, you're the one that did this. This is why I have these conversations, boss. And the thing is, like, we, we, we love the music so much still. We don't get paid for what we do. Mm-hmm. Because you will, you will call me into a studio to play a bass line. And when I reach into the studio, it happened that without effortless, me end up taking over the session because me, me start hear so much things. You know what I mean? I hear, when you're done, you're not right on the, on the credit. Say, I wear to do that. I wear him to do that. I just be playing me, I get credit for. You know what I mean? So we, we can't, we can't fit 
in, in any aspect of the music. Just any like aspect that. of the music, we, we can teach it. You know, we can't do anything you also do in other music, but it's just that people, people, people are highlighted. Like how we should get highlighted, you know. Yeah, you, you have album, you have album right now of Leo with, with, with BS line monitor. Big, big song. I'm not even calling you right now, but big, big song. I'm big, big artist. I don't mind you right funny. And I'm me play. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You have, you have, you have stuff, you have artists right now, and song out there right now where me have me, me created from scratch. I don't mind you in the bonnet because me never really get employed to do it. Me just do it as out of my art and how me feel about the music and show I was present there. Me just take it over and do it. Oh boy. Listen, you know I, I, mean? got, I got two questions, two more before I get you out of here. All right. Yeah. Since we're talking about the business and stuff, when did you actually learn the business of the business? It's just along the way. It's not a when. It's just along the way. Like, you know, certain things start to reach and you start to this not reach me again. So you do a research and find out why we can do to make it door up again. And you know, I just saw. But me personally still, it's not a businessman. <laughs> you know? It, it, a lot of things miss me because me's not a businessman. You get me? Me's a man where Love the music and put everything in the music and ignore the business. You know what I mean? I just recently know me start, you know, go deeper into the business of the music because I realized it's a music business and a normal thing. And you will dead a papa if you're not getting involved. You know what I mean? But I used to like trust people a lot with my, my creativity. I used to just do things and just slap and just, yeah, man, I'm bad. I just never can go about my business. You know, business with you. But I can't do that no more. I can't, can't wait for you to call me all the time. I'll tell me, say, yo, you know, say, yo, John, no, I mean, I'm not no, no, but I just want you to come do a thing. I mean, I do that so much in 30 years, I do that. But so now you have to go through the whole system. I tell a friend of mine, say, yo, you, you know me as an artist, and you know so I can't represent myself and thing, and you know I put my point on show. You have to wait until when you have a call or agency, forget me, before you put my point on show, because I decided to go go. To reach a point now in my career, you know, when nobody now can't talk to me no more. If I mean, I have the art, they just stick up no more and I say, yo, at this amount, no more, or that amount. So you have to start talking to some other people because mm. we have to survive. Only makes sense, boss. Only yeah, we have to survive. <laughs> You've been doing this business now over 30 odd years now, okay? Yes, when definitely. did you say? has been the highest point in your career? And when will you say you've been the lowest point in your career thus far? Well, without a shadow of a doubt, the highest part of my career was with Beanie Because Beanie thing was, um, it wasn't a singing thing, it was a bass playing thing, but my bass was like my voice. So, and a singing boss me in a music, a bass playing. I use my bass and become this who I am today, not singing. You get me? So being a man thing was the ice part of my career. Is where I performed to 80, 50, 60,000 all over the world. I leave, fly from Jamaica to, to Paris just to perform one song into a TV station and get paid and come back on me. Head. So those kind of things are mega thing for me. You know what I mean? And then the lowest part of my career you now was actually when being a man thing popped the mouth. 
But if I don't tell you, you don't know that because nobody have never seen me pop down. You get what I say? But it really, it really affect me. Being a man, being a man stuff really affect me and my career because I had put everything into it. And the part of hurt is that sometimes some people make it look like it was nothing, like you didn't do nothing. And that's a part of it. That's why I felt them in a life. Like a man see her feet and say, where did do? Anybody else could have done that. You know what I mean? But we not go cry and, and tell nobody, say, yo, I saw a thing set up because we have to bounce back in it. I know how much time you fall and how much time you fall so you can get up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I saw it wrong. <laughs> Big Boss, Brother Word yes, Base. This has been <laughs> an epic, 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 epic conversation to see things the way how you see it through your eyes, the way you're just transparent and you just told the stories, boss. Amazing. And the crazy thing with it, you're still not even halfway in your musical journey right now. You understand? It's part of the thing. Just a start, man. The people are amazing. Even this album that I'm coming out with, man, the growth is is humongous, man. The growth the growth, as, 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 I'm, not, I'm not blowing my own horn or anything like that, but trust me, because the Bible said, I say, you know, for self-praise, you know, not that my good, but the proverb I like when I self-praise. So it's not even self-praise, it's just a reality, you see me? When I listen back to what I did before and what I'm doing now, it, it's amazing, the growth of the Almighty, just make the things I get bigger and bigger and bigger. Because right now, we are the, the songs of the player in everywhere, in, in every situation. The song that I just put out, Follow You, that song can play up to you in know, the church. Anywhere you want to play it, it can play, you know. So at that kind of level, we are carrying the thing up. We are carrying the thing up. We, we are separate ourselves from the pack kind of energy. We don't want that man to look for me and say, oh, is that bass man that I try to do something? We don't want that. So the, 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 the growth, um, there's, all, there's always just more room for growth, more room, more room. We don't stop growth. Because mm-hmm. as you said, follow me. That's your your latest release, and it's like an Afrobeat type of style. And you yes. have visuals for those ones also. Yes, yes. Follow you. Follow you is one of them songs that will feel good. Eh? And you know, say every time most of my songs them are the Almighty and Afros. And even when I sing about a love song, when I sing some like a far off on a tree and climb a mountain, when I do them, when I do them type of song, they mean sing. They get what I say. So. It's just things to just elevate people and just make people. When I come out, so a company, I put out a song with me and a bridge in, in a, I think, the 30th of September, Royal Road Studio. It's called um, Hold On To Your Pride. It's a song where I, where I, just I embrace women and I tell them, say, yo, you know, chip off yourselves naked. And I just I see I a song with that when I'm a, when, when I'm a fellow artist, them as well, artists I'm in love with, so naked sitting and so. Yeah, what are them kind of things? They come like it is, it come like it is a sell yourself and a sell out cheap. And so, may I say, you oh, just hold on to your pride and just know, say, even when things bad, you know, for, you, 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 you know, have to put your heart on the line them with them. Because people just have to step on it and just, you know, look by your line. Nothing. No matter how much money you have, no matter how much house you own, no matter, you know, you have to hold on to something, you know. You're priceless, woman. Woman, you're priceless, man. You can't just make it up on ourselves. You don't have to make we as men feel like we want to know we're under the frack. We can't just see it. So we have a tired eye. 
You get uh-huh. it. Mr. Bass, right <laughs> now the floor is yours 100%. If there's anything you want to say, anybody you want to big up, leave some contact information where they can check out your album, where they could follow you on social media, anything right now, the floor is yours 100%. Yeah, so I want to say, before I'm going, I just want to give ja, the glory, the honor, and the praise for this opportunity. And I want to big up all the listeners. And I want to big up all the people in your team to make this possible. And I say enough respect to the eye for having an eye on your podcast. You see me? Now, we don't have much to say more than what we are saying. People don't have to just start loving one another. Put more love in other thing. It's just a four-letter word, but it has big meaning. You get me? I say love straight from your heart. You know, first thing you do is start love yourself, knowing that you is the creator. You is the one that represents the creator and the universe. So treat yourself like how you don't want to cheat, like how you want the next man to cheat you. You get what I say? Start love yourself so you can love some other people. Find somebody to love. It's not so hard. You know what I mean? Stop the senseless killing and the raping and them thing they, they bad beverage, man. Them thing is not a way and a full and a full style that, you know. Even we understand say we don't spell, but try to break the spell. Try to break the spell, my people. You know, it doesn't have to be like this. You get what I say? And we don't want to sound like a preacher, you know what I mean? But we just want to make the item know say there is a next way to life than what we are doing right you now. This naked thing and this. We keep our guns and pretty care and all of these things are nice, but you know, if you live up in it and make it feel like without it, you cannot prosper. You get what I say? Because you have to remember there's a place where the whole way I go and we can't carry none of that with it. You get me? So we have to just make sure say, we live a life that when we're gone, we can be remembered in a good way, brother. See me? You get me? Bob Marley dead so much in years. But him still at the man. Just remember that. And look on the song them when him sing. Look on the works them when him do. So that's how that's that's something we can look on. That's something that's 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 something we can follow. You get me? So yeah, man, I just worm base and we have to just follow it. You know? On Instagram, it's worm base. Facebook, worm base. We have two pages. We have an artist page and we have one page where we want to cast down and chat, which is Delroy Worm Base. And uh, we again we have. That are Facebook and Instagram and uh, YouTube. The channel is Wormbeast Music. So, right now, my, my YouTube channel kind of needs some people for just going out and just subscribe and just do some whole different things that the people are going to really go on. People are saying they're not going but they're not going to be because the promoter them are YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. Them go go look on. Then I look on the body of your Them look on how much likes you have. And I saw them employ you. So, my fans, if you want to help them to go out there, to be the person who wants to say, yo, see the artist there, you have to subscribe to my channel. And also make sure you see the news of them. I stream every day. So, I just that, my big daddy, just listen to the news of them, stream them, eat them like food. You get the master card of food. And then and then look at thing on it, just straight up and just dash it to you. So I want to live with. You get me, I say? 
Same on the album is called Reggae Man and it's on all the digital download platform. Go and get it. You know what I mean? And basically we want to big up reggae, big up the the Jabberet New Limited crew, big up the team, big up everyone, big up the family, everybody around me. Enough respect. You know what I mean? I'll give thanks to all the sound man and the radio this jacket them and everybody we are playing around bass and the one that we have a start playing now, we just say give thanks and praises to the most high. We give thanks to the support, we give thanks to the energy. Blessed love, I think I feel I think I talk enough. <laughs> <laughs> this was an epic, uh, great conversation. Uh, before, before, before I finish, then last but not least, I have to big up Mr. Morrison. You know, Mr. Jimmy up, Morrison. You know that big up, big up, big up, big up, big up, my brother. Fair for that link up, guys. So that it is a great vibe, and yeah, we we appreciate the eye. And we know, say, you know, a few so well recently, but with prayers are goes every day. You know, every morning we have a devotion. You're in our prayers and thingy. So just keep our world safe, my brother. Jai is dear and we are dear to you know, because we are Jai itself. That we represent him, you know what I mean? We are gods now. You see? So I just say thing, but I will not say them thing there with no apology. You see me? No apology when we say them thing there. So, my brother, give thanks to the link up, my brother. Give thanks to having me by your program. Give thanks to all the listeners. And we know so we're going to talk again. For sure, for sure, because this conversation, I'm telling you, I knew it was going to be a good one, but this surpassed everything I had in my mind. Wicked conversation, boss. Let me give you an outro and get you out of here. Cut this, this one, one for the books. You understand? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two-Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusicut.com. <laughs>